I will not get a fair trial in the United States. Adam Curry, John C. Devorah. It's Sunday, January 26, 2014. Time for your Gidmo Nation Media Assassination Episode 586. This is No Agenda. Preparing for another Illuminati sacrifice from FEMA Region 6 in the Travis Heights hideout in Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it appears that rain is on the horizon but may never arrive, I'm John C. Devorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill in the morning. Well, now you've, you we're right there where I want to have you. Raining? No, I was thinking uh, we need to do a little rain stick for California. We That's know we crazy. have the power. I thought of that. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, my God, how stupid are we? I'm going to do another, another rain stick for California. There you go. Oh, you got your stick? Yeah, good. <laughs> By the power of our rain stick. Possible. Well, you know, it's like... It would... else is working? This is the rain. I forgot all about the rain I stick. Know. I know. I, was, I was watching the news. Did it solve the drought problem right here on the show? <laughs> we could have done it weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> How stupid are we? Well, that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. Well, well Jean-Claude. I'm going to get a couple of things. I wanted something out of the way first. All right. Um, we had a uh, – because this keeps cropping up because these, like I said before, these law students keep writing us, <laughs> telling us – Fed lost Trump state law. And okay. I said, All right. Why? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You, you, there's a lot of people who live in different countries who listen to the show, and you need to just give a little context to the Fed now, law. We, we have this issue. The United States is a, is a republic that is essentially uh, a, a group of states. It's, it's it's very similar, not actually not as extreme, but similar to the Canton system in Switzerland which has all these cantons, which get to pretty much call all the shots. And the federal part of the uh, the equation is less important. Uh, the cantons are more important. Anyway, that's kind of the way we're set up. And so, but over the years, there's been this movement amongst mostly liberals for some reason because of the incompetencies of some states regarding certain things like uh, environmental laws, for example, and some of these other things, uh, the local corruption and things like that do occur and they need feds need to come in and straighten it out. And everyone thinks the feds are the big heroes. And so there's been this kind of a movement to make the U.S. a democracy and national government. I think getting rid of the electoral college is part of that, which is, you know, is get the direct democracy, which is a, the worst thing in the world to try to run because it's then this becomes mob rule, yeah. whatever the case is. The locals uh, always saying, well, Fed law, Trump state, that's been kind of the meme. And everybody in law school that's or in law school, the new lawyers coming out of law school, they keep writing us because we say this is bull crap because of the 10th Amendment and nullification and some of these other things that have been going on for years. This has been going on for decades. So every once in a while, someone who has a clue writes us, and I want to read this note. Ah, okay. This is from John's well, email. That was a long-winded yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it's important because uh, it, it's one of those annoyances that crops up uh, between our, you know, in the four days between our shows. And these, there's a bunch of listeners, and they, they're all law students, and they all say the same thing. And so here we have... Now I I don't know if I should mention what state he's from, but I can I'll mention his name's Jay Shea and he's a and I'll read the note. Uh, I was listening to episode five eighty five. Your discussion on federal laws was interesting to me. I am a state prosecutor. I've been practicing law for a decade. 
You're absolutely right that law schools are teaching their grads incorrectly that federal law trumps state law. What should should be taught is the supremacy clause of the federal constitution, which states that federal law in conflict with state law trumps state law only if it is a law concerning an issue left specifically to the Congress to regulate by the Constitution itself. The problem is that the U.S. Supreme Court has slowly been expanding the definition of what Congress can legally regulate through the Commerce Clause, etc. And it's been going on for 150 years. And he recommends people read the Wikipedia article that explains the concept in detail, which is Wikipedia wiki slash, and what you look at is supremacy underlying clause, one word. Anyway, great show. Looking forward to Sunday. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's. I saw that note too, obviously, and uh, and was happy to hear from a veteran that we're on the right path. Yeah, yeah it, so- at a, you know, at a certain point, you, you even start to question yourself. <laughs> I don't. Do I have this all wrong? I read. I read uh, the Woods book. Yeah, nullification, I read it too. Yeah, I read it too. Of and course. it's like no, no. Yeah. I mean, it's a very convincing work. And then these guys, oh, you should do this. Oh, you know, federal, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you, know, you go on and on. And they're all, and it's all right out of the, some professors, you know, some nonsense they're trying to promote, which is the destruction of the United States. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's the communist plot to destroy the United States. They've come in. It's it's the, 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 the dimitude. <laughs> yes, the dimitude. All right, now, I'm, as, okay, you had something to talk about at the start of the show. I have something to say. Uh, from to- we discuss topics on this show, and these are topics that uh, typically can't be discussed anywhere else. And it doesn't necessarily mean because we're kicking around ideas. You know, you're 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 essentially listening to two guys uh, talk about things. It doesn't mean that we uh, are promoting something that we are against a specific group <laughs> that we are. Uh, for or con anything but let me tell you i think it was three episodes ago maybe four episodes ago we talked specifically about israel and what is the special relationship and we got a couple of emails but man when you talk about the uh the caliphate and the uh, ottoman empire and the bloodless jihad oh my goodness the now i, I, I get anything you didn't i it's probably because my email is just easier to to come up with. Adam at curry.com? Yeah, instead of john at dvorak.org. Uh, let me say... This probably accounts for 10% of it. So there was so there was a, a plethora of emails from people saying that I'm, of course, we're an Islamophobe. That's one. Okay. But interestingly enough... There was a lot of uh, people saying, "No, you got it all wrong. It's the Jews, not the Muslims." I'm like, and I, I'm like, what? they want the caliphate. He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, no, the, the caliphate is made up by the Jews, propagated by the neocons." I mean, this is the kind of emails that I'm getting. We hear these guys on. We listen to C-SPAN. We watch these 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 representatives of certain Middle Eastern countries talk about the caliphate. Right. So, so let me say this: okay. Jews and Muslims. On behalf of the rest of us, can you work this shit out already? I'm so sick and tired Can't of it. I'm so sick and tired of it. I mean, I'm, re- I'm not. No, wait, let me finish. Yeah. No, this is really important. It, someone's got to say it. I don't care anymore what your problem is historically. 
Get over yourselves. They can't. Seriously, get. Now don't, don't be so negative. They can't. Get over yourselves. Everybody, for a second. And, and you know what? And let me just lump in some other religions there. And not everybody is, is, is buying into this. And just please, thank you. On behalf of the rest. Thank you. They're not going to do anything. You're thanking them for nothing. <laughs> Thank you for, for, your, for listening. They're not listening. It, it is so unbelievable. And the hatred. I used to walk. Yeah. From both sides, the hatred. It, it, just because of one little topic that we're talking about. And maybe it's not even a little topic. Well, that's a big topic to them. Yeah. And actually, it's a big topic to certain dominionists in the Christian community. Dominionists. <laughs> yeah, well, there's a topic. There it we is. have not dwelled Woo, in, ju- jumped go. into that, baby. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're not doing it today, but you one know, of these but, days. But, there, but there's essentially, and, and it became very clear with this, I think kind of a, it was a reasonably tame conversation. You know, I, I have had some experience living in Europe. I have seen the, yeah, inter- you're, the you're immigration. Yeah, they've been butchering some, one or two of your friends. Well, when you see, but even that, the comments about that are, well, you know, uh, he wrote a book that if you would uh, replace the word Islam with Judaism or Muslim with Jew, what? This is weird because this is the second time this has happened. My speakers went to mute on their own. I have to turn them back. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, You know where the mute button is? The unmute button? Yeah, we, I don't know. Maybe it's just my, maybe it's the. Cedar fever. Everything sounds a little weird today. No, no, I'm sorry. My speakers went to mute. Yes. Well, you were yakking away there, and I, well, then I and like an idiot. Wait a minute. You got to imagine this. I'm saying, hold on, Adam. My speakers went to mute. Like, I don't know what you're going to say. You can't no. hear anything. And you could also just unmute them. That's what I did. Good. But it, but, but this particular topic that we broached in in 585, uh, which was really based on nothing more than just you know actually hunting around turkey and just you know and historical perspective of the ottoman empire which i don't think can be denied ex- actually existed um but what what to me was interesting is what you the, have, yeah i think it's going to be really rough to deny that the ottoman empire existed <laughs> no but but <laughs> i found it so interesting that there there are an equal amount of people who are you know call me out as saying you're an islamophobe uh, you guys are crazy. All the, all this jihad is made up. The suicide bombers, you know, seriously, I had people emailing it's me. No, no, up. the suicide bombers are, uh, you know, they're Jews. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it is so insane. I don't know why these people even listen to the show. Well, I no, I think a lot of them really, they love listening to the show, but when it comes down to this one particular topic, it is, it, it, it's just, it's very explosive. And no, it's just, it, and it's disappointing. It's really, really disappointing, because there's a lot of people who are, whose opinion I value, and you know, and and seriously, I got like, hey, what are you ragging on the Muslims for? They didn't, they didn't cause nine eleven. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Mossad. You know, I was like, whatever. It doesn't really even matter anymore. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens after the uh, the two groups exchange about ten uh, warheads. What do you mean? You know, at oh, some point. No, I don't think that's ever going to happen. I don't see that happening either. Well, you either. think it's just like arguing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just, yes, this is exactly it. 
They just like arguing. And the, in, and the Internet has given people, the, the, the pro-Jew, the pro-Muslim, the anti-Jew, the anti-Muslim, the Islamophobes, the anti-Semitics, it's just given them a place to bitch more. And, and I quite honestly, I don't even want to talk about these things. I'm, I'm, anno- I'm tired of it. There's nothing productive and, coming yeah. out of it. The only messages I'm getting are, you're wrong. You, you, say something productive. Look at, <laughs> let's look at it from a geopolitical standpoint. Let's look at it from, um, from you know, a, a much bigger level than, I'm sorry, whatever vastness people seem to, to give to the religious angle. And, um, and both of these religions, I'm extremely annoyed with both of them. Uh, you know, I, that, that's the way to go. Yeah. Let them all hate you equally. Yes. You know, one of them is like you're, you're pounding your head to the pavement five times a day. The other one, you're sitting, you throw the women up in the balcony, and you, it's crazy. It's all crazy. And well, you're, you're doing that. And your gods are doing nothing for you. Meanwhile, your, your homelands are turning into rubble. How's it working out? Anyway, thank yeah. you all for using the email hashtags while emailing me, though. That was nice. Hashtag Islamophobe. <laughs> That's very nice. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. We have said actually over over and over since I think the early days of this show that most Muslims are moderates and they they, they hate all this bull crap. And I think probably it's like what's happening in the Central African Republic. The the extremists and the people that are the, the these sorts of people are are making it miserable for everybody, not just uh the people that they're targeting, but they, they yeah. make it miserable for the moderates. Yeah. No, I think it's just ruining the whole world for everybody. Here, you know, it's like the first tweet that comes in while we're having this conversation doing the yeah, live you're show. Wa- you're way, way, way. You, no. oh, which reminds me, I need to retweet. I'm going to go retweet. Yeah. Uh, first it, tweet. Then. At the real Dvorak, Adam Curry. It's unfortunate to equate anti Israeli policy with anti Semitism. How about de Blasio's secret APAC meeting? Yes, 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 people. The entire American government is under control of the Israelis. Yes, yes, I know, I know. Let's and, take a look. Now, here's Don Chappelle, who's the outset yeah, that note in yeah, publicly. Yeah. He's got his face painted black on one side, white on the other, like the old Star Trek episode. He has 425 followers. He's got 425 followers. He says, nightmarish technophile knowledge junkie. Mm, He's a knowledge junkie. Yeah, That's and, why he listens to the show, of yeah, course. Obviously. Wisdom fiend, another good reason. <laughs> Modern, classic, timeless, futuristic, vintage, weapons of mass destruction, brave new world or 1984. He's in Philadelphia, which I think probably... Yeah. Yeah, but you know, it's it's and just he says, again bring up the De Blasio. But, but this is my point. This is again. Why? It's, it's, yeah, cares? exactly. Why? What, what do I care? Go watch Glenn Beck if you're interested in that, or or Fox News or MSNBC. I don't know. Watch something else. I don't care. Yes, he's not following me, so <laughs> blocked. No, what's interesting is the geopolitical ramifications of these things. Because I'm pretty sure it's not. Well, look, you know, I'm, I'm not. I don't know anything. What do I know? You, I just, I just you quote from documents. It's all available there. Yeah, but when you quote from documents, then it's uh, yeah. It's but a, we analyze. That's propaganda. You reading the Jew propaganda, boy? We read everybody's propaganda. Exactly. Thank you. So where was your thing? I got to retweet still instead of just blocking that poor guy. Oh man! Oh man! Okay, let me get into some. This, meat and you get worked here. up by you know the, the, the you're getting thin skinned. No, that's that's not true at all. This was very surprising. I don't see your tweet. No, I, t- I tweeted uh, maybe 15 minutes ago. It's around. There it is. Yeah. Um, 
No, I'm not. I'm not thin-skinned. I, uh, no, no more than usual. Let's put it that way. I'm okay. just. I was. I was disappointed. That's that's the word. I'm really disappointed. Do you really expect people to be throwing posies at us? No, 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 no. But just some Great of the pe- analysis, Adam. Yeah, no. Once in a while, you get that. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But whenever it's about this, this particular topic, Israel. No, no, not even that. Jews, Muslims, either one of those. It just brings it. No, it brings out such hate and know-it-all. Just. Yeah, you're right. It's not. It's not Israel. It's Jew Muslim. It's it. That's what it is. Yes. Boil it down. Yeah, Jew Muslim. Please, I'm an atheist. Semites hating Semites. Yeah, who knows what it is? You know, my dad's gonna get baptized. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, he's he's found religion. <laughs> I know. I just. I know. Wow. I know. And, and well, I, maybe he'll get to talk to you. I get a I get a note from the pastor of his church. He yeah, started, what kind of, was it a Lutheran? Um. Well, no, that's a good question. Yeah, you should know this. Um, it's it's one of those kind of. You know, it's one of those Dutch Lutheran churches. When, no, it's not Dutch. It's you know, it's an expat church, which is I think the worst. Oh, it's some. It's a front for the <laughs> whatever it is. It's a front. And, and I get, I get my. I mean, you know, my dad's. A, he's he's not doing too well uh, physically, and he's in a in a home. How old is he? He's young. He's uh, seven, I think he's seventy five. Young. Jeez. I mean, re- relatively young. And he's yeah. in a home already. Well, he's, well, he's had multiple strokes and all oh, kinds yeah, of stuff, and. Yeah, you know, and then his uh, his second wife said, "Screw you! You're an idiot!" and kicked him into the home, and yeah, one of those things. Mm. So anyway, so you know, we, 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 I'm in touch with him, and uh, yeah, and I knew that he was he was you know he went to church once a you know in a couple months, and now he's like all in. Okay. <laughs> well, they must see. I want to know what the sermon guy was saying. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Better it's than my all... last uh, email, that's for sure. And, but it's interesting if you get baptized when you're 75. And I think he was baptized. Maybe this is a, a, a uh, round bap- baptism 2.0. I was baptized. Was he baptized when he was a kid? He must have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so then what do you need to be baptized again? I for? don't know. I haven't asked him. Maybe uh, no, I'll ask him. There's I'll a ask bunch him. of jokes in there. I'm not going to use yeah, any. That's good. Don't. No, don't. I'm going to ask right. him. I'm going to ask him. He. Uh, we're hooking him up again with email. Maybe because the new church requires it. Whatever the church is, you got to figure out what church, what the what uh, denomination of. I'm sure it's not a Catholic church. It's probably a. Uh, well, well, it might be. Well, if you have, if you have a second, I can probably find in it. In Holland, you know, the Catholics were like uh, persecuted, and they have that. If anyone goes to Holland to Amsterdam in particular, there's this great church that is a series of ba- of, uh, of uh, fourth floors and a bunch of houses in a housing row, and the church takes up the top of these houses, and it's called the Secret Church or something. It's a Catholic church. <laughs> you ever been to this thing? Which church is this? It's oh, this is it's a tourist trap. You probably since you live there, you never no, went probably there. probably didn't go there. No, no. It's, it's like typical. But I I knew about it, and because it's, it's highlighted on a lot. There's two things that are highlighted in Holland. I wanted to see. One was Miniature World, which is the coolest place yeah, yeah, ever. Maduro Dam, right? Maduro Dam. And, and yeah. the other one is this church, and it's called the Secret Church or the something or other. It was a church built in the 16 or 1700s, 1600s, I guess, and or maybe earlier. And it was, there's a bunch of, the houses in, in Holland, in Amsterdam, are right next to each other, bum, 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 bum. And apparently there's a group of them, about six or seven houses. And if you go to the, 
to the top floor, those houses are all interconnected to make a big church. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And you go up there, and there's a church. It's a pretty good-sized no, church. You're, it's not as- you're right. This is something the locals don't go to. <laughs> right. The locals don't go to. Why would they? But it's cool. Believe me. I mean, if I was a local, I would go to it because it's so interesting. And the, what's really interesting is when you leave this church, and I always said this is not a bad idea. They have this stairway that comes out one of the entrances that is essentially, if you tried to walk down the stairway, you would kill yourself because it's <laughs> yeah, impossible. Right, right. It's more like right. a ladder right. than a stairway. And what they do is they have this big, thick rope. And you hold under the rope yeah, yeah, while you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like a ship's rope, like an anchor line. It's like line. a ship's yeah. rope. And I'm, that is a great product. The rope? For, well, I think the rope and the kind of stairs yeah. makes for a very interesting, compact uh, way of moving up and down a, a couple of floors. Okay. I mean, if you, if you, lose, <laughs> if you lose the rope, you'll kill yourself. All right. Go anyway. to xrds.nl. It was just stolen for time there for this, you. Thank you. This is the church. X. XRDS. X-Ray Romeo Delta Sierra. Crossroads International Church. Dot com? Dot NL. Oh, dot NL, sorry. A dynamic Christian community that attracts people to Christ, helps them take their next steps in faith, and equips them to serve God in the world. Find out more. Look at this website. Slick. What? Oddly slick. It looks like a <laughs> yeah. kind of a slicky, very slick website. Too slick for a church, to be honest about it, including these big churches. Yeah. Elders, deacons, staff, vacancies, internships, vision, where we come from. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, there's, they have a video. Let's see what the, they have a promo. A promo. <laughs> Here we go, everybody. Nice little shot of canals. Girls on bikes. Crossroads. All right. Well, it looks like a nice community. Am I going to say anything? Oh, jeez. Oh, God. She's one of these singing churches. <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I think I've told you. By that- the way, yeah. hold on. Hmm. We're who we are, and you go to where, go to the who we are and where we come from and click on that. Yeah. Oh, never mind. It does come up. It's, it yeah. comes up. It's just one of those uh, embedded things. You can't tell that it changed. Mm. The church is started in 87 by a church planet, plant, uh, by a church planting team. Mm. Then out by Christian Associates International. This is the group you want to look up. Yeah. An American mission organization based in Thousand Oaks, California, mm. uh, by Linus Morris. Da, 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 da. Linus Torvalds? The Morris. <laughs> okay. Natalie Morris is uh, a <laughs> cousin. Cousin. Well, uh, it's, this well this this kind of makes sense. Now that I see this video, I think I told you that when I was young, my parents were Unitarian or they belonged to the Unitarian Church. Oh, that's interesting. And when we moved and so I remember going to the Unitarian Church in Kensington, Maryland a couple times to Sunday school. And when we moved to the Netherlands, they found other like-minded un- Unitarians. And yeah. and the thing I remember, which scarred me for life, was getting up at four in the morning to drive for an hour and a half to meet my fellow Unitarians and to drive up on the hill, which is hard to find in Holland, and uh, and and sit there and wait for daybreak. They said you were in Maryland. 
No, no. After after Maryland, we moved to the Netherlands, and they found my parents found like minded Unitarians. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. I've yes, like minded Unitarians, and so there was a like this, like a, a an ex an expat Expats, U- Unitarian yeah. group, and and so we had to get up at four in the morning, my sisters and I, and we drove you know an hour and a half south of Holland, where they have some hills, and then you know the Unitarian group, you know we went we drove up and then walked up the rest of the hill, and then as the sun was coming up, someone on a cassette player played Cat Stevens' "Morning Is Broken." Cat Stevens, who became a ra- a radical Muslim. Yes. <laughs> now let me tell you, that scarred me. Why? Because you couldn't wake up, or you're no, stoned, just, or what? No, just I mean, when you're sitting there as a kid, and you like, you really want to be watching cartoons, and you're oh, sitting how old there. Where were you? I don't know, eight, nine. Oh, yeah, morning has broken. Yeah, you know, the first thing you want to go is just break that cassette over someone's head. That is a bad, yeah, no, song. Not good. That's not good. Latest news here at the Crosswords Church. <laughs> no, okay. Want to be baptized? Let's get off, let's get off of this. <laughs> Wait, there it is. This is what your dad read. I know, I know. He's going to get baptized. <laughs> I bet she's going to get baptized on March 2nd. Let me, bet? Mm, let me find out. <laughs> that's the day. You know it's true. They're going it? to have a massive, you know, one of these. I've seen these on the television. Uh, some of these uh, churches will do March, this. Sunday, March 2nd. Yeah? Yeah, it's right here. They line them up in a huge line, <laughs> what the and hell? then they and it's probably a dunk tank wa- uh, baptism. It's probably not your regular baptism. <laughs> oh gosh! So they I'm gonna, up. you know what? Screw it. I'm going to this thing, and and when they get to my dad, I'm playing Cat Stevens <laughs> as they as they get ready to dunk him. Hey, Dad! Morning <laughs> has broken. <laughs> Holy crap! All right, onward. That was that's, uh, that's onward. Sinful. Yes. Okay. I'm not quite sure how we got from the caliphate to morning has broken, but it's been an interesting ride. In the morning, everybody. Uh, uh, in the morning. <laughs> oh, are we going to do that? We might as well. We might as well. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We might as well. Unfortunately, it's going to take me a couple of clicks before I can. But I want to say in the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all the ships at sea. If we still have any ships at sea, can, can our ships at sea please write in? Also, subs in the water, boots in the air, and uh, feet in the in the air, I'm sorry, feet in the air, boots on the ground, and all the dames and knights out there. Yes, and in the morning to all of our um, human resources in the chat room there, noagendastream.com, noagendachat.net, good to see y'all um, singing along with Cat Stevens today. And in the morning to all of our artists, uh, thank you very much. Uh, oh, boy. And something went wrong here with my system. Who did the art on uh, 585? Somebody. I'm going to check right now. 585. The art was done by. It was, uh, yeah, it was the, you know who it was. It oh, was our, yes. Our, our Dutch hall. Uh, yeah, but he has a Festival Vibrowski. He has his. Yeah, uh, that uses that name. Yeah, his, uh, his pseudonym, his his pen name. Yeah, uh, he's, he had more luck, by the way, with his art as the pen name. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't think true. this is very good. I'll use my pen name and he gets picked. Yeah, we, uh, so. We know who you are. Not a uh, not a great showing today. This is uh, no, this... no. We had this was a miserable. Which uh, I, I'm I'm attributing this, by the way, to my cedar fever and my no, illness. no. I'm attributing it to my lack of being able to carry the show when we didn't have one. We didn't have a deep analysis in the last show. Wait, here's the number of possibilities: cedar beaver fever. <laughs> yeah. uh, not my... enough. Not enough Justin Bieber in the show. Not that that exactly. <laughs> yeah, that little today. Uh, not enough deep analysis. That would be my fault because it would be up to me. Although I didn't know you had Cedar Bieber fever, 
And uh, also, I think the sh- I did, this is the one that's going to irk you. Show notes? No. The sh- was the show notes bad? No. No, no. I think the show, uh, I'm getting the impression that we're running so long on these shows that people are falling so far behind. Uh, I, we had a note today from some guy, you know, on show 582, blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't know. No, you shows behind. No, you forwarded that note to me, and I didn't appreciate it. Um, which is why, well, which is why you forwarded it to me. Yeah, I did. I forwarded it to you because I knew you wouldn't appreciate it. But what was funny about his, about the, the only thing, what do you think I forwarded that to you? What was the little night? What was the little needle in there? Not enough crazy crap in the second half of the show. No, too no, much, too much. Funny. He said too much snow job. Oh, oh, he did. In fact, what he's bitching about wasn't even true. You missed the whole thing. So I send you this needling email knowing that's going to irk the heck out of you. And you take everything and you and you just, yeah, okay. Never well, mind. what was it then? You're not playing enough little jingles when I'm cueing you. <laughs> yeah, right. You thought that was it? Is, is that is that is that what's going wrong? We're not, In the morning. We're not doing enough jingles now? Is that the problem? Uh-huh. Okay. All right. No, I'll, I'll but get... anyway, I think maybe it's also these long shows are, are putting people, oh, God, we have the... Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Maybe the employment's still going up, and they're not commuting to work. I'm not sure. I don't know. But uh, but today we is are all doing, time low. Uh, six hour, probably close to six hours of material a week. Well, we're going to start and, doing and less. Compensation today was just really bad. So it is a reflection on a number of things. But I, I hope it straightens itself out. Let me thank uh, the executive and associate executive producers for show five eight six. Also, we have no. We don't have a good. Donation gimmick. Well, I've been trying the the, the twenty thirty club. David Foley comes in with three hundred thirty three dollars and thirty three cents as he makes his march to Grand Duke. Right, uh, right. He's in. Uh, he's the Duke of Silicon Valley. He's in the Los Altos area. ITM John and Adam. The reports of demise. My demise are greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Hopefully, the Illuminati will take note of the donation amount and back off. <laughs> Thanks for providing the best podcast. Uh, he's run into some issues that we'll talk about sometime in the show when he actually explains what's going on. Yeah. Are your speakers so, uh, muted or are you hearing support me? Support him in his yeah. efforts. I guess your speakers are muted again, aren't and, they? Uh, yeah. Give him karma. He didn't ask for one, but he yeah. deserved it. I'm just going to keep talking until you figure out that your speakers are muted again. And uh, I lose the whole show here? Yeah, I think your speakers are muted again. And uh, Oh, no. Uh, what oh, yes, here it is. And your speakers are muted again, weren't they? Here's, okay, here's the problem. <laughs> the I, and I know when this happens because I'll say something and you don't respond. And I'm like, ah, oh, his speakers are muted again. Okay. I figured it out in the while you were talking about the church in in, in Amsterdam. This keyboard, which is an AZIO wireless keyboard, which is a nice keyboard, for some reason, and it's only been re- in the last couple of shows, I've been fiddling with it as I uh, do the show. I have it on my lap. Usually, I put it aside. I don't use uh, it at all. You're in the chaise lounge again. I'm I'm kind of in. I'm, I'm comfortable. <laughs> so so. Moreover. It's got a mute button in the upper left-hand corner, and it's got it's a real smooth finish, and you just want to kind of rub your thumbs on it because it feels so good, and you rub over this button, and it mutes the speakers. Wow, John. What a great find. Uh, wow. Anyway, okay. So, big karma for you. Yes, no, big karma for our Archduke David Foley. You've got... Karma. Rolling out the magic numbers, and we certainly hope the uh, magic number karma uh, works Doug for you. Doug and Jay Goins in St. Petersburg, Russia. 
Uh, I, you know, I want to go to the Hermitage and maybe I can get a tour or maybe he can help me arrange something so we can go into the basement. Oh. 500, I had a couple of people offer this to me and I, I never follow up because it's not that easy to get to St. Petersburg. But the Hermitage is one of the great museums of stolen art in the world. Oh, really? Oh, they got more stuff than the Nazis ever. Do you know that the St. Petersburg was modeled after Amsterdam? Oh, that's nice. Yeah, they it was it was literally built uh, with the canals of Amsterdam in mind. Wow. Yeah. Do you know that Vladivostok has the same cable car system that San Francisco has? No. Shoot, you trumped me, John. No, I didn't know. <laughs> hey, welcome to Russian trivia, everybody. No, I didn't know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, Doug Wynn's got $308.62. We'll make an executive producer for yeah, that. Yeah, and he's going to be um, knighted today. Knighted. Yeah, excellent. Is that needs Adam to kick in the last penny. Oh, of course. Happy to do that. Got it right here. It's a big penny. And he just needs to be called Doug Wynn J. Goins. And he wants, and he to, wants to be the Thursday night. Thursday night. Thursday night. That's right. funny. Yeah. Okay, and finally, we only have three because of the, I guess, or I don't know. James Pyers in Escondido, California, $228.82 in the morning. John and Adam, please accept my donation. Uh, 222.82 plus six for my youngest daughter's birthday, Serafina. Please give karma to all three of my kids, Natalie, EJ, and Serafina, and my fantastic, beautiful wife, Jasmine. Please play the mac and cheese jingle for the kids. Please keep up the invaluable media data collection you provide, as I'm sure you are storing it all in a secure location in one of John's basements. Wait, no, is no agenda in the feds real? Is it the real fed? Is, uh, blah, blew the joke. Yeah, hold on. No Wait, is no agenda the feds real honeypot? <laughs> Smiley face. <laughs> Tip of the day. One interesting way to listen to no agenda is that I found, that I found especially for all the boners out there, is to pick out significant events by date and then listen to the following no agenda. For example, after we killed Bin Laden, allegedly, the follow-up No Agenda episode in the case 301 is generally epic. It's epic. Or just keep listening to the latest shows if it works, too. Thanks for your courage, the Sir Wire of the Hidden Jewel. James, James Pyers. All right, so we have some karma James. first for his kids for Natalie, EJ, and Serafina and his fantastic, beautiful wife, Jasmine. going to roll that out for you right now. You've got karma. And I'm not quite sure if he wanted... Well, I'll play both of them. You slaves can get used to mac and cheese, mac and cheese, mac and cheese, cheese. macaroni and cheap cheddar melted together. Mac and cheese, mac and cheese. Living the mac and cheese life. Mac and cheese by Ayn Rand. There you go. <laughs> uh, now that does That's it. it. That's what we got. Yeah. I um, want to remind. Question, yeah. question. Uh, are, yeah. are we going to the club today? Yeah, I do have a, 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 a club uh Script. All right, good. And we've got, I think, one. We got a lot, a lot of ladies in the club today. Club thirty-three. Yeah. John C. Dvorak on the mic, on the wheels of steel, and the uh, the iron the iron baton, as he will be bringing the ladies yeah. up on stage, making like it club rain. Club thirty-three. Club thirty-three, making it rain. Exactly. Uh, a couple of uh, PR mentions. Now we haven't done a lot of these, um, but I think that. I think this 2030 club, there's something to it, John, and it's catching on. And people are registering new domains. Uh, we have isit2030yet.com, something to look at. Uh, 2030survivalguide.com. Now, this is interesting. This is from Blake. The idea is that people submit chapter ideas and vote them up or down. 
And uh, he says if, 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 if we, you, John, and I, promote the hell out of it, we could have a finished product maybe by 2030. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's possible. Uh, DH Slammer has registered 2030prepper.com, 2030preppeguide.com, prepfor2030.com. Oh, these are all good. These are all fantastic. These are all uh, affording to noagendashow.com. And someone pointed out to me um, that on the 10th of, what was this? Wow, was this October maybe? Uh, we played a clip by Bob Geldorf, and we didn't even realize what he was saying. You cannot afford to let your generation fail. There will not be another World War I or World War II. There will be a mass extinction event. Hey! And contrary to the optimism of Muhammad and Kofi, this could well happen on your watch. Oh, when could it be? And all the signs are there that it will happen. Mm-hmm. And it will happen soon. Come on, Bob. And so coming together today gives a sense of urgency. It is in our interest to have the poor with us producing things because then they can have money to buy our stuff and we have the money to buy theirs. That is clear. Will it happen? It's possible. It's possible. You can set a date of 2030. There you go. There you go. I think we got to do more with this 2030. Who, who, got the, who caught that? Uh, one of our producers. Wow. Yeah, and this is from a show in October of last year. Wow. Yeah. We didn't catch oh. it at the time. We were just laughing at Bob Geldof. Put that one. Put that one aside. Yeah. 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 I, I actually wanted to post produce it because he gets kind of excited at that one moment. I think I could do some echo. Yeah, let's, let's do it. It's again. possible. You can set a date of 2030. Well, it was a little bit earlier. Did no, you, wait a minute. Hold on a second if you're going to produce it. Slow it down, too. Do one Yeah, of yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I'm going to slow it down a little. It's possible. Wait, I, I got to... The exciting part is a little bit before that here somewhere. And so coming together today gives a sense of urgency. Yes, yeah, he's coming here. Watch. It is in our interest... <laughs> That's it. Intelligence work <laughs> takes place within a strong legal framework. We operate under the rule of law. Have the poor with us. For it. In some countries, secret <laughs> intelligence is used to control their people. In ours, it only exists to protect their freedom. Producing protect things, because then freedom. they can have money to protect buy our stuff, and we have the money protect to buy theirs. That is clear. And you Will can put happen? a date on it. Now, I got to work on it. But yeah, if I slow him down a little bit, give him a little echo, a little creepy music. Yeah, he needs to be slowed down a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That but... other guy, he doesn't need to be slowed down that much because he's a boring blowhard. <laughs> <laughs> he already talks slow. Uh, well, yes. Uh, all right. Um, I think uh, it's obvious from this very short list, and, and believe me, the we'll have plenty of time for the club because the uh, <laughs> the regular donor list is extremely short today. Uh, that, that we need help, and we'd like you to really consider this, because uh, after all, it is your show, you produce it, and uh, just like in Hollywood, the executive producers and associate executive producers get the credit up front, and we need more of this. Please go to... Dvorak.org slash N-A And of course, you can always go out and propagate the formula. It is one of the most important things you can do. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. 
All right, can I can I roll into something here that uh, I did? I I actually did quite a bit of work the past few days. Now, uh, how's your well? Before you do, I do have that personal question. How's Bieber fever doing? Mm. It was rough. Um, so it's a short term thing or what? Well, well, of course we had snow uh, <laughs> the day after uh, we did oh, the, the show. Then that fixed it. Uh, that of course made it much better. I I do have a HEPA filter thing uh, running in the bedroom. I've ordered two more for the uh, for the house. Okay. Uh, that that by the way saved us. We're convinced that your idea there that that was a real winner. That was, and a couple other people wrote in about that as well. Of course, doing neti pot and everything, so it's much much better, much better. But I still. My hearing is off. I'm not sure. You know, it's, I, that's why. The, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm not sure if it, you know how everything sounds. Like. It's it's hard to do a mix basically huh. on the fly. But much better. Thank you for asking. But definitely not out of the woods. This is this is it. It really is a reason to not want to live in Austin. It's really sucks. It's ball. that bad. It sucks balls. Well, I also have the mold. You know, you wind up. I mean, you're taking all this. These. Well, it's all organic herb stuff. But I'm just. It's like, I'm not even hungry for breakfast after I'm done taking all these things. Yeah, I'm filled up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. okay, what do you got? All right, so uh, the Davo. Davo. Oh. Davo. <laughs> Did you read that New York Times article? Which one is that? God. The one is just, I think they were trying to be uh, ironic. I saw one of what, uh, the the. Marissa Meyer is now oh, the, that's oracle, the, new one. That's, the Oracle that's of the Finance. One. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Oh, yeah, the Oracle of Finance. Marissa, Marissa Meyer, Meyer is going to tell us about the debt, the debt ceiling. <laughs> that was pretty funny. As much as I like her, shut up. Just shut up, Marissa. This is you don't need ah. to you don't need to be talking. I mean, just looking at the people who are at Davo, this thing has jumped the shark so massively. Um, and it's expensive. And you know, Matt Damon flying in, you know, with helicopter. Landed yeah, on the it's roof. Like, it's not an easy place to get to. No, he and uh, Jamie Dimon, you know, the two separate S-76 helicopters. They're the superstars. I got something from Jamie Dimon later on, too. Uh, but there was one one panel that I found was very interesting, and I watch as much as I can uh, because that's what we do. So people at home don't have to. And, of course, the actual coverage that you get is so pathetic. Uh, and most of the, I think most of the journalists who were there are they're just walking around with huge boners all day. Oh, yeah, no, and, it, and the coverage is pathetic because there's really nothing to cover. And the journalists who get invited there, and I've known a number of people who have gone, and I, yeah, like I could Robert have Scoble. my way into an invite Robert Scoble, point. Robert Scoble, the journalists Scoble. who are invited, yes. Is that you don't, you're not really, you're, a, you're, you're like a second-class citizen. You know, you don't get to really hobnob with the guy, the hot shots. Well, it's worse because there's all these rules. You know, so you have breakfast, but you're not allowed to say with who. And it's like, what? You know, then don't then don't be don't pretend to be a reporter. Right. Exactly. Is this, yeah. is it, well, there's a big rule of Davo, and you have to say Davo, Davo, Davo. There's a rule of Davo, and, you, and the rule is you can't you know say who you who you had the breakfast it's meeting not with. Fight club. <laughs> well, it seems like it. And it's just it's overrun with actors and celebrities and 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 all of Yahoo's executive management is there. That that should say enough. And Randy Zuckerberg is one of the young global leaders. Please. Okay. All right. So I've really? but there was an interesting panel, and uh, interesting for a couple of reasons. One, uh, uh, so it was Ban Ki Moon, Al Gore, Bill Gates, the uh, CEO of Unilever. Mm, uh, some woman from 
um, one, an African nation, I forget which one, who was basically saying, we're victims of climate change, send us money. So I, and this is a big one, by the way, the big victim word. People are now victims of climate change, you see. Oh, uh, I like that. Yeah, particularly in poor countries. Victims, that, victim. Yeah, you're a victim of climate this change. This is a, a possible show title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's something we need to keep our eye on, on this victim thing. Uh, but Bunky Moon... Uh, and 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 there's a woman from the BBC moderating the panel. The whole thing is hilarious because she sets up and she introduces herself. She's kind of cute too. I forget what her name was. Um, and, and and by the way, the journalists are always looking sharp and cute. I think they're all trolling for anything. So oh, all, you they, mean the female journalists? I think the guys too. I think they're all, everyone is. They're all looking to get a date. It's got to be a fuck some fest. rich, it's, rich. Yes. Dude or chick. It's got to. Well, you know, hey, if I was a journalist and I was a single guy, I'd be like, oh, Marissa Meyer, I have some important questions to ask you. I'd be trying to nail that. You look so good in that. <laughs> I, I, Marissa. Who the, who's, who's your designer? Marissa, I really, really love that Givenchy number you had on the other day. Love the shoes. <laughs> Jimmy Choo. All right. Uh, <laughs> wow. A bunky moon. Uh, so she asks the question. She sets up a very, a very nice intro, and the guy. No one is answering the questions. They just have a statement they're going to make, and the and it's usually done like that's a great question. Now, but before we, I want to say something, and, they, and then you, they never come back and answer the question. I have a question about Bunky Moon. Who the hell is this guy, and why is this? He has the personality of a dish rag. He's basically a lawyer from South Korea. You know, if you look him up in the Book of Knowledge, okay, he was you know he was a lawyer and he was like an, a, a deputy uh, attorney general. He's been around, but what? This, why is this guy? Why do we stand for this guy? He can't speak English. English. Yeah, you know, it's annoying. His message is always like three years behind the times. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm not, not a fan of his. He's either. not charismatic. No. And, you know, so who died and made him the king? He's just some South Korean schmuck. But he said something in his opening remark, which was supposed to be, supposed to be an answer. And let me see if you, uh, if you catch it. So there's, there's two things that were really pushing the climate change. And it became very interesting when Bill Gates uh, was at turn, his turn at bat, as we find out that there's multiple agendas going on amongst the elites. But first, listen and tell me, I caught this, I was like, whoa. Even strengthen our capacity to resilient infrastructure. It will also help our global health. Yeah, this is what I mean. The Bunky Moon. What are you saying? You just go, you're just throwing out things like uh, uh, bi- biodiversity, global health, uh, f- very good, fast, sustainable, sustainable, sustainable something, sustainable, uh, urban, yeah, urban, what urban? Sustainable, sustainable orbit. Sustainable orbit. That's another show title. I'm, so, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just not acceptable. Uh, urban and transportations, uh, biodiversities. Oh, there it is. But transportation, biodiversities. Please. This is now. Okay. Whatever. So he's leading into something important, I guess. And it will also uh, help us to address uh, climate change, uh, short-lived uh, pollutants. All these are. Uh, very important uh, one, which we have uh, invested on to uh, this one. 
Uh, that is why. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, what it, was that? I know, I know. Well, so, but I'm, and I'm, I'm trying to give the guy respect, and I'm trying to listen Bakers to what on he's... the street in South Korea speak better than this guy. <laughs> a, believe me, I can I assure you. I believe you. I believe this is why I, this is no longer acceptable. Now, why do we have? And he went on for a good eleven minutes of this very difficult to parse crap. I'm going to convene. Climate Change Summit meeting. At- okay, let me translate. He's having a Climate Change Summit meeting this year. He's convening a summit meeting. And this is, so he's, this is basically a promo for his summit meeting. That's all that he's interested in doing. However, the United Nations on September 23rd, this will be only dedicated on climate change. I'm inviting all government leaders, business leaders, and civil society leaders, and even philanthropic community leaders. Hey, invite a couple podcast leaders, Bunky, if you want some, some excitement. So that they can bring their own commitment. There are two purposes. Uh, bring their own commitment and true purposes. First, raise political awareness and political will. At the highest possible. Where is this guy? Where has he been? This, there's, this is the only thing people are doing is raising political awareness about climate, climate change. Uh, because we do not have any time lose at this time. We have only two years. Okay, did you hear it? I know what he said. Okay. You might as well just be playing it backwards. He says, because we don't have time, any time lose now, huh? And then he says, we only have three years. Listen. At the highest possible, uh, because we do not have any time lose at this time. We have only two years. Why? Two, wait, wait, was it two? It three, sound three. Like two. He says three. You sure? We'll play it again. I'm pretty sure. I've, I've listened to this. Listen for two. Listen for lose two. Lose at this time. We have only two years. Three. Three okay. years. Three years. We have Tr- three years. Two years. Two years. Why three years? This is very interesting. I think he slipped here. Okay. What, what's I'm, the deadline? I'm all ears now. I, I, but, I, but unfortunately, the only thing I can think of is uh, the end of President Obama's term is three, three years. Oh. I can't think of anything else. But he really says it like, hey, this is important. We only have three years. So 2017, something's up. Well, hello. Hello, psycho man. Yes, 2017 would be the collapse of the economy, world economy. Thank you. So yeah. is this because they know it's coming? Well, everybody knows about this cycle. But just listen how he's saying it. It's possible. Uh, because we do not have any time lose at this time. We have only two years. Bring, please bring your ambitious target and commitment. to <laughs> Bring some sandwiches. I don't know what he's asking us to bring. Tackle this climate change. Tackle. And second one Tackle. is to catalyze ambitious and decisive actions. Nah, it just goes on and on. It's, it's incomprehensible. But the three years, I have a feeling that is a known entity within this group of elitists. And there's something they're running up against. And, of course, it's no surprise that Al Gore was there. Uh, and I have to say, Al Gore is good, man. When he's on his game, when he's not humping... Women in hotel rooms, masseuses, like a little poodle. We haven't. Well, is he? I think he's. He wants them to. Wasn't the 
looking for them to either suck him or jerk him off. He wasn't yeah. really humping anybody. Right. No, I know. I, if I recall correctly, she was massaging him, and then he started humping her, and yeah, it was a little more than just asking for a happy no, I took him out of the picture for a while, yeah. thank goodness. Yeah. yeah, but everyone's kind of conveniently forgot. If I were there, I'd be like, hey, <laughs> should we have a massage after the after this panel? <laughs> How about you, me, and Marissa go get a massage? Woo! <laughs> uh, Al Gore is good, man. When you listen to this rap he's got, now, first because of all... he's been working for Kleiner Perkins. No, no, but when you hear this rap that he's got, if just imagine you're a, a, a confused elitist or rock star. It's kind of the same thing. And you believe that because you're rich and you have a huge fan base that you know how to save the world, which is pretty much what all these people believe on the stage. This is the sad thing. Listen to his rap. Now, where climate itself is concerned, uh, there is convergence there as well. Uh, these events uh, that come out of uh, climate-related extreme weather. Oh, write that down. Climate-related extreme weather. Uh, <laughs> I have climate-related premature ejaculation. Uh, really hurt uh, the oh, fight against poverty. Really hurt. <laughs> and the fight to improve health. This morning. It really hurt the fight to improve health? What? Do you hear that? He's talking out of his butt. It's just, this, once you get, once you're hypnotized and you start listening to this guy, it's just all these memes he's going to start shoving in there. To wait, keep you- wait, wait. He's so good. I'm not going to interrupt anymore. I'm going to try. He's so good. Morning. Today, there are 4 million refugees who are homeless in the Philippines. And when Super Typhoon Haiyan formed in the windward areas of the Pacific, before impacting the Philippines, the Pacific Ocean was 3.4 degrees Celsius hotter than normal. Really? (laughs) I need to see some backup on that. Two years ago, uh, just uh, before Hurricane Sandy hit New York and New Jersey, the windward areas of the Atlantic were 5 degrees Celsius warmer than normal. 5 degrees Celsius than normal. that's That's a lot warmer. Than normal, and why? You know, this these things are so, and no one ever asks. No, I've seen no one say, "Hey, let's go take a look at that." I think that these extreme weather events, which are now a hundred times more common than thirty years ago, a hundred times more common. A hundred times more common. (laughs) This guy is great. A hundred. A hundred. This guy is so good. There's like two events. It's a hundred times more common. Oh, are really waking people's awareness uh, all over the world. And I think that is a game changer. And it comes about, of course, because we continue to put 90 million tons of global warming pollution into the atmosphere every day as if it's an open sewer. This is so good. By the way, that open sewer thing I thought was genius. You saw this? Yeah, and I I, the comment that... The, the atmosphere is an open sewer. No, it's but, just a genius concept. And no, but but so our actual the the breath that we exhale is treating the earth like it's an open sewer because I'm I'm exhaling carbon dioxide into the into the air like it's a sewer. But he's going to take it breath. one step further. Uh, and the accumulated man-made global warming pollution there now, according to calculations by NASA scientists, scientists trap enough extra heat energy in the Earth's system every day, uh, that equivalent to what would be released by 400,000 Hiroshima atomic bombs going off. What is that? What kind of comparison is that? What? Yeah. The 
So the the horrible gases trapped is equal to 400,000 Hiroshima bombs. So, of course, the idea is, is all you're supposed to get from this is the idea of the mushroom cloud times 400,000 uh, in the sewer that you're breathing into, you, you evil, polluting, f- horrible human being, victimizing poor African countries. Every day. Every That's why day. the oceans are warmer. That's why the water... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Every day? Every day. 400... Bombs? Every, 400,000 every 400, day. 400,000 bombs? Every day. Every day. Every day. 400,000 Hiroshima atomic bombs going off every day. Every That's day. why the oceans are warmer. That's why the water, the air is warmer. That's why the droughts are deeper. The floods are bigger. The ice is melting. <laughs> Shut up already. Science. That, that is the best rap. That that bit at the end, I got I to gotta rehearse that. Let's just hear that again. That's so good. That's why the droughts are, droughts deeper. are deeper. The floods, the floods are, bigger. are bigger. The ice the is ice, melting. The ice is melting. The guy, the guy is stellar. Well, he's been working on this one pitch even before he was uh, vice president. In fact, climate change is responsible for Syria. Makes sense to me. Elsewhere in Switzerland, thank you to the Swiss people. Shout out to my Swiss homies! There are these negotiations involving the future of Syria. That is a drought-prone region, and the scientists tell us that the droughts are made deeper and more harmful. From 2006 to 2010, a million people from rural areas of Syria were driven by the worst drought they've had into the cities, joining a million refugees from Iraq, by the way. And the sectarian tensions just bubbled out of control as a result. (laughs) Okay, let me just understand. Because of climate change and global warming and the the biggest drought since the Great Recession, a million people were driven into the cities and there were a whole bunch of other Arabs and they couldn't get along and then boom! It's what we are today. Thanks, shout out Switzerland. That's what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. This this is his... He, he is, you like you said, he's really good. He's really good. Now, Bill Gates is on this panel. And, and, and when Bill Gates spoke, I finally understood that there's a rift amongst the elites. Oh, there's always a rift. That's and, the greatest thing about it. Right. So, the, of course, the, you have the climate change elites, which is really about putting a price on carbon, taxing people, and then pretending to send that to victims. And, of course, some victims of climate change will get money, but it's all going to be stolen by the likes of Al Gore, or at least skimmed. And I'm, I'm, very, skimmed. I'm very happy to, to state, state that as fact with, yeah, his, no, he's a with his carbon exchange. He's a skimmer, skimming scammer, scam skimmer. Uh, Bill Gates, on the other hand, sees no bread in this. No, he's, not, he's got the money. No, but no. <laughs> and he doesn't want to give his money to Al Gore. No, he doesn't want to give his money all. to Al Gore or anyone else for that uh, matter. No, he, no. He'd rather invest it in private prisons. Well, and in Monsanto, and he's really he, really heavy on pushing the Monsanto vibe and the seeds. Seeds. And, and, um, and on this panel, he is the, he's pushed, and he's like, no, 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 I'm not in on climate change. But, you know, if, if a farmer's going to get screwed by floods, then, uh, you know, I'm helping the farmer anyway. 
And so he's he's it's kind of cute to see him. Um he's essentially saying climate change as an agenda, it sucks. You got no visibility, you got no PR, you don't you're not doing it right. And it's pretty funny because he's basically slapping Al Gore in the face. I did like that. And as Al Gore said, if you get health improved, if you get availability. See, that was where Gore screwed it up. He said that improved health. And that was Bill jumped right in because Gates is smart. And unfortunately, Bill Gates really, really believes that he is smart enough to save the world. The of contraceptions, then families will voluntarily decide to have less children. And that's good for all of this. If you want to feed, educate, preserve the environment, getting the peak population to be closer to nine than 10 billion. Uh, 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 Peak population. And why is nine better than 10 billion, John? Do you have any idea? No idea. Well, it's better for Bill. Why don't you just take it down to 500,000, Bill, like the Georgia Guidestones uh, command you? It's a little creepy with the, yeah, the peak population should be 9 versus 10 billion. Peak oil. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. That's, where they, uh, right. that's good news. So I don't think it's necessary that focusing on climate change should take away from the development agenda. It's the development agenda versus the climate change agenda, you see. Climate change is a very important issue, and in fact, it should make us invest more in helping poor farmers because <laughs> weather's always been a problem for them, weather's increasingly a problem for them. It wasn't good to begin with, but uh, the trends are not not in their favor. And <laughs> He's now taking climate change as a given, can't be stopped, uh, so I'm going to help the farmers. They get better seeds, better seeds. storage then they can handle a year uh, that's bad without malnutrition or, in the extreme case, starvation. So the good news on the development agenda is there. I think one thing that both agendas need is uh, research and development focused on helping them achieve their goals. Yeah, more government money flowing in is what that means. Uh, So in health, that would be an HIV vaccine, a malaria vaccine. Uh, In energy... Um, despite the progress, reliable energy requires storage, uh, requires getting the economics to be even better. And it's disappointing that the R&D budgets, whether in the energy space or the health space, haven't been a priority. And the economic crisis has made it easier not to think of those investments because they only pay off in the 10 to 20 year time frame, particularly if you add in the, the deployment complexities for both energy and 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 health very interesting what he's saying here so here is a scientist saying to al gore you know all this stuff you got doesn't work it just doesn't work it's it's nice you know we need more research because it doesn't work Uh, your your uh, sun and wind is just not really working um so i you know i think both things are very important i think uh climate's uh got an awareness problem (laughs) and one, one an awareness problem what does he mean (laughs) it's got an awareness problem yeah i think what he means is people are aware it's a scam oh that you know i bet you that's exactly what what else could it mean what else could it mean and he's a cynical douche that bill is an issue i think we have to be careful of as the poorest are being lifted up as they're getting uh, lights and refrigerators we are going to use more energy there's not a solution here where we use less energy. We have to make the energy we use uh, not, not emit any greenhouse gases, particularly uh, CO2. So development's going well. Nukes. Yeah. And it's interesting because this goes, this is perpendicular to what the president said when he was in Africa and said, y'all can't have 
refrigerators. Remember that? Yeah. You can't have lights in refrigerators. You can't have that. Climate, I hope uh, people are right that we can get uh, the same sort of understanding of the solutions there that we now have in the development space. In other words, uh, development, great. Climate, sorry, you're sucking. You're just sucking. Yeah, you didn't pull it off. No. And now you're ex- with Gorb just making it up as he goes along yeah. with some of these exaggerations. It's just. Oh, but people buy into that, particularly. The, I mean, who is going to. You know, people are enamored by a celebrity like Gore. They go, ah, oh, is Al Gore talking? What did he say? Actually, uh, now that you mention, I want to just as, as an aside. Mm-hmm. So Al Gore is. Uh, I was watching old reruns of 30 Rock, which are still better than half the things on television. Yeah. And there's one episode where Al Gore comes on. And all throughout, even though they have it scripted and it's actually it's moderately amusing, uh, Tina Fey, I don't care what how, what she thinks, how good she thinks she can act, she had a, a, a look on her face during the whole scene oh, yeah. that was just, oh, I love this man. Yeah. Oh, I would yeah. do anything for him. Just as, you could just see it. I mean, you couldn't, yeah. she couldn't get it off her face, this, this adoration. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she's a celebrity. Yeah. No, that's, Hollywood loves this guy. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so finally, just to give you an idea of the type of pers- type of people that are at this, uh, and this is, I think probably Davo is a place to go meet your customers. You know, I don't care if you're selling oil or gas or weapons. This is this is where you're going to meet yeah, your customers. Yeah, these things are all that way, yeah, it's, aren't it's, they? Yeah, but but this is really you know, uh, Rouhani was there basically saying Iran is open for business. And there's reasons for that. I think we can talk about that in a sec. But on this panel was the CEO of Unilever. This is the Anglo-Dutch packaged goods food uh, company. Uh, Unilever, they're so huge. And this is a Dutch guy. And just to give you an idea of how out of touch with reality... In fact, the the hostess from BBC tries to cut him off, I think, at a certain point, because he's really talking such crap... So you know, you go to Davo and hey, you know, we we're we're what these, they sell soap. You know, they sell uh, Axe, I think, as a Unilever product. So deodorants and soaps, and you know, but they also have butter, I think. And you know, so it's a little. <laughs> this is what they said. This guy, he's he's a, we're going to save the world. We're going to save the world, people. The climate change economy is going to. Uh, show- oh, I'm sorry, the climate change economy. I'm sorry. An economy based on climate change. Lovely. The climate change economy is going to show that this is an opportunity for positive growth, for job creation, whilst doing it the right way. So the business community here feed in your experiences and your examples. This is not a government process. It really bothers me that we say these governments are negotiating something for the world. This is a citizen's process. Uh-huh. And we need to, and business also is there to serve the citizens. Oh, so, business is there to serve the citizens. Okay. So we need to enroll the broadest group of people. The response we got from young people in, in the process leading up to this, uh, the task force report makes me convinced that we need to fight on. We have discussed at uh, the World Economic Forum here a project which is called Future Awesome. Oh. So they're sitting there and they're like, hey, we got to put a, a, a steering My group God. together. And By we, the way, it needs a name. It needs you a have name. to stop. You have to stop. Uh, why? You had to give that clip of the day. <laughs> really? Future Awesome. <laughs> Project Future Awesome. <laughs> clip of the day. I can just see these douchebags sitting around. We will call it 
future awesome. Yes. <laughs> yes. All the kids think it's really great. We will call it the future awesome. Yes. Awesome. Wait. Call Curry and Dvorak for the jingle. Oh, yes. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Future awesome. awesome. Yes. It's awesome. Yes. Awesome. Very good. Very good. Awesome. Awesome. Future awesome, very great. Where all the companies and others put all their connections together. Get the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Googles. Get the Twitters, the Facebooks, the Googles. We put them all together for future awesome. We will save the freaking universe, and man. And others man. To, hey, together man. as well. Together. We and others together as well. I'm, 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 I think I have a border in my pants. It's fucking crazy, man. Connect a billion, a yeah. billion and a half um, people. I, I Create this movement yeah. because it's for up. everybody else. Shut up. You, you mentioned the complexity of the debate. And, and Al Gore, I suppose the difficulty Let's with Let's go back to Al Gore. Yeah, let's go back to Al Gore because you're a moron. Did you hear? How, he's like future awesome. They get the Twitters and the Googles and the and the and the Facebooks and you put them with other people as well. And then, then all of a sudden you're buying all of my and my deodorants. <laughs> we put it on the packaging. We put on the packaging. Save the Earth. Save the Earth. Right there in the pack with the URL futureawesome.org. Your accent is great. <laughs> it's sad. The way, especially the way you say the word earth. <laughs> earth. 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 And earth. As, as, uh, as, uh, the Secretary General just said, we only have three more years. Three years. Three years. I tell you, no Bush, but three years. <laughs> I make a joke. Wow. You know? I don't know how you could listen to that crap. Well, I do it because... Great I, catches. I think it's important that, that someone is listening to this. Um, you know, well, I know they listen to each other, but I don't know how it would affect it. Any of it actually has. It's just it's like a good. This is the worst sort of drink or deteriorate. In fact, that's what the New York Times said. Is it is deteriorated in the worst sort of 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 hoity toity drinking club? Yeah, yeah, it is. They all drink and they think that they're doing something. They don't doing anything, and then they go back to their countries and go back to work. They, they, someone must be getting laid, though. I mean, come on. Well, that's the question I wonder about. I mean, there's, I think in, I, I think it's because they're so high end that they're not getting laid. I don't think this is a good getting laid event. Really? Well, you know, there's no, you, there's never been a, a a scandal. There's never been. There's no discussions of hookers. I mean, that would they be if they're going to get laid. They're not going to get laid by the likes of Marissa hold Myers. On, hold on. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me check something. Let me see if we do. No, no. I don't even see it. There's not even a good uh, hooker site for Davo. Let's see. Davo prostitutes. That's probably why they're having in Davo, Davo because it's the only place in Switzerland where there's not a bunch of whores. Let's see. Davo escorts. Escorts in Davo plots. High-class Davo escort service. Let's see. Okay, there is one. Yeah. Cosmos-escort. Well, it's hard. You know, these escort sites, they're usually, you know, like, they SEO a lot. Let's see. For Davo, we need a firm reservation at least six hours prior to the date. Well, the, the, what, what's the spur of the moment of that? Davo. Yeah, that's no good. You I can't. Do, uh, here. Escort Davo with high-class escort service. Let's see. Vacation is a business. If you get a hold of Al Gore's itinerary, this would be answered, this question. Let's see. Who are some of the ladies? Melina. Mal oh, she looks like an, uh, something for Al Gore. Melina. And Jenny. Hmm. Okay. Anyway. Okay, so there are a couple of whores in, in the area, which <laughs> well, confirms that the whole country's filled with them. I mean, <laughs> of course, there's got to be some. I mean, it, it, it's a, yeah. This is big money, but there's so much security and all the other hey, that's bull a, crap. The that six goes hours with. is probably to get vetted. 
Yeah, they got it for sent them to a security check. It takes six hours. <laughs> and that's an expedited. Probably costs an extra few hundred dollars. I mean, I can't imagine. These have got to be $5,000 whores. Mm. For, for what? Guys. For an hour or a night? No, no. This we, we have, For this level of guy, this $5,000 for just, you know, you, an hour if you're lucky. Mm. And they have to be very discreet. This has to be the ultimate indiscreet because we have never heard of a scandal. And so none of the – what's smart money? I mean, there's usually some kind of reporter hooker that can get into these things that because she knows enough to be able to pull this off and then get one of these guys in a compromising position, gets to either get information uh, right, from him right, or right, then right. – You got to be careful. Yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Yeah, it's horrible. Um, so I don't think anything's going on. Let's talk about the six-week cycle for a moment because we got a lot of people calling this Maryland shooting, mall shooting, uh, six-week cycle. I'm not convinced. I'm well. I'm you know I at first wasn't, but then I started. I do have a couple of clips. We might as well play them so we can get this out of the way. Uh, I have. Uh, I guess I only have one clip, which just kind of explains what happened. And the reason that I I would I could unless something else happens, I will I will tick it off the box because or tick off the box. Maybe I should. Just reiterate the six-week cycle so people understand who are new yes, to the program you. understand what we're talking about. Uh, we were informed by an FBI uh, producer of the show, works for the FBI, that every six weeks the FBI needs to have an event, and the event is multiple purpose. One, of course, to obviously to remind the citizenry that they are they need to shelter in place, cower in the corner, and be very afraid, and just shut up. And uh, but we had that element. Yes, most importantly. Uh, the FBI needs to um, qualify the reason for their existence. And, of course, now that they have given up law enforcement as one of their actual missions, but it's all, all they're all homeland security protecting the homeland, uh, that article came out, uh, I guess, last week or so, that they changed their mission statement. Right. They need to show that they're protecting the homeland from a- any type of terror. Homegrown terrorism, of course, is what they're supposed to be doing. Um, and so what I missed in this story... Uh, although FBI was on the scene very quickly, which is very suspicious. Uh, we, of course, we have a dead perp. No good. We need to have a live guy that we can uh, shoot in the neck. We and, have a lot of dead and, perps in a lot of these Yeah, but, but but there was no honeypot. There was no no big month-long setup of, of trolling the guy that we know of yet. I mean, it's early days still, early days. Well, it wasn't a mass enough. For one thing, it was like a local, to me. Local story. Local, subject, story. local story. Local story of a shooting. Yeah. This happens in Oakland all the time. Not interesting. Uh, uh, white people in a mall. So we have, <laughs> and, and the mall. I like the mall. Here's what it is. For one thing, they, this, they can't overdo this every time. So let's 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 assume, just for the sake of argument, because a lot of and because it, it does work on the cycle. It hit right on the money, almost on the day of the cycle of the six weeks. So let's assume that it is the the cycle event, and and with this sort of a rationale, it was it was lesser a lesser event. It which is you have to have sometimes. Mm. It was associative, which I think is a big deal, and I think that's overlooked a lot. And mm. it's associative with the Kenya mall shootings. In other mm. words, mm. when's the last time we had a mall shooting that got this much attention? Yeah. Uh, and it was a bunch of radicals, terrorists. It, bring, it brings back memories. It's mm. within memory. Wrong gun. Shot. Wrong gun. Wrong gun. It's a 12-gauge shotgun. Wrong weapon. The guy does not have three names. Yeah. 
I agree. Uh, let's, let's listen to the report. There are indications tonight that a mall shooting in Maryland could have been worse. Investigators ah. say they detonated crude explosive devices found inside oh. the gunman's bag. Yeah, you know, this could be, you know, like Bic lighters or something. I mean, we don't yeah, know. I know. We it's don't know what scam. that is. Yeah. They say he shot and killed two people, then himself inside the mall in Columbia. Police are using dogs overnight to search the mall, which will remain closed tomorrow. ABC News reporter Chuck Sievertson has new details. I think that that's where the panic is. What the mall's closed? What panic? Yeah. Okay, let me. I'm going to go back on your your complaints, and I want to give you the guy's name. Uh, in uh, this is the big one of the big uh, news outlets. Oh, it may have just come out now. Darian Marcus Aguilar. Okay, all right. No, he's got three names. Good, good, good. He did just purchase the weapon, which is also good. Yeah. He just bought it a month ago, but it should have been an assault rifle, assault-style rifle, military assault-style rifle. It was just before lunchtime. At- With huge clips. <laughs> Not a magazine. No, clips. He had a bunch of ammo all over. If you, if you played out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I- I'll shut yeah. up. I'll shut up. This mall, a half hour's drive from Washington, D.C. There were a lot of people here at the Columbia Mall uh, Saturday morning at 11.15. This was a very scary incident. Ah! Gunshots rang out. Boom. And then followed by uh, four or five more. Boom, boom, boom. People were screaming, running and scrambling for cover. My manager yelled, everyone get in the back, in the back. SWAT teams responded within two minutes of getting a 911 call. They safely directed people into a parking lot, (laughs) some of them in tears as they returned to their cars or boarded buses. People were running either straight down the mall corridor or just running into stores. And I I didn't know how safe it would be to just keep running in the open. Police found three people dead on the upper level. They identified the victims as 21-year-old Brianna Bilolo and 25-year-old Tyler Johnson, both of Maryland. The third body is believed to be that of the shooter. When our officers approached, um, he was obviously deceased, but he was also still um, had, a, had a large amount of ammunition still on and about him. Because of concerns about weapons and the possibility of explosives, police proceeded with caution. Authorities are still working to verify the suspect's identity and his motive for killing the two skateboard shop employees. After a thorough search, authorities gave the mall an all-clear, but it remained closed the rest of the day. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News, um, New York. Yeah. A right. couple of things. We've got mm-hmm. lots of ammo, mm-hmm. which is weird because it's a shotgun. Well, what is lots? And I mean, the what, shotgun what is lots? was also used in the Navy Yard shooting, if you recall. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got all the elements except for the FBI investigation, but you said that they got there, they were there early. It's got all the elements. It's a public, it's a, mm. it's a, it's a, it's a national story. Mm. These stories happen all mm. the time. Mm. They pick the one out on the six mm. week cycle and make mm. it a national that, story. Okay, okay. I'll give you that. Uh, there was also a drill nearby. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there was a drill nearby. Um, I just don't feel it's the FBI's style to kill people. That's CIA. Do FBI. we know anyone's actually dead? Did they haul him out? Well, so, of course, this is this is what's always... I find it interesting that we have the names of the victims so quickly that typically when it's real, it takes a long time, and we're not going to release the names. This came... I mean, this is same day that we have the names... We had the names of the victims before we had the names of the of the of the. Well, they didn't the have the right perp. three names. Uh, Darian, possible. Marcus, That's possible. Aguilar. That's possible. You know that the um, DMA. By I, the way, I learned the there's a master dead deceased file that the uh, the United States government maintains, and this and um, 
So when someone dies, they're put into this file, and anyone, you, you can pretty much go online and you can request everyone who's died in America in the past you know, day or month or whatever. There's, I think, I believe I heard there's legislation, or maybe it's already passed, that the master dead file will now be locked down for two years. So you cannot find out who died officially. What? Yeah, yeah. Where did you get this? Um, wow. Uh, you know, it's, this is perfect for these bullcrap events. Let me see. It's it's something. It's called the master uh, deceased file. Something. Let me. Do, I heard about this death master file. There we go. Let's see. Death master file. Tighter act. Here we go. Tighter access. Yeah, this is from. I told you. I'm, you know, it's funny how you pick and stuff why up. Why should it be tight? Why? What is the rationale for this? Well, this is from NPR. The death master file, let's see. Um, in 1980, a court ruling ordered the government to make the death master file, or DMF, publicly available. Now anyone who pays the price can get access to all or part of the file, and that has unfortunately led to cases of fraud. Last month on Capitol Hill, Bill Benson, Bill Nelson, Senator Bill Nelson, Democrat from Florida, cited the ordeal. Okay, blah, 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 the reason why. And let's see, I somewhere... Uh... Congress didn't entirely close off access to the DM. I'm trying to find... I'm just reading this on the fly. So they have... Congress estimates limiting access to the death master file could save taxpayers more than $700 million in fraudulent tax refunds. Yeah, blah, 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 whatever. Um, it doesn't quite say how they're shutting it off, but it looks like the Commerce Department has... Yes, uh, the Commerce Department, which administers the death file, uh, is now closing it off, but there will be a process to certify legitimate users, which, of course, will not be you and I. The government has three months to come up with the certification process. So this is happening. This is a report from uh, January 6th. And so what the rationale... Let me, let me get this straight. The rationale for doing this is because people are filing false tax returns. So what you're saying is that the IRS doesn't run... A comparison of the tax returns to the de- to the list of dead people. Well, it makes no sense, obviously. <laughs> o- obviously, it's for other reasons. It's to, you know to not know who's really dead. I presume I could be gone for twenty four months and you wouldn't know it. As long as you keep uh, just be you know, doing just, the show, just be Mickey here playing playing. You know, I, I thought about this the other day. What doing a robot, Adam? Yeah, we had. There's enough of both of us. You could just you know. It could just be, you know, it would just be you going, that's bull crap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a living. Yeah, exactly. Um, Anyway, so here here was a report that I heard that made me suspicious of this. This is, uh, I like getting as much as possible of of the minute it happens on the scene reports. Where, here's a woman, not only did she not hear any shots, she just saw people running, which is a little counterintuitive to a shotgun in the mall. But she takes the opportunity here to do something extremely loud, very interesting. Meantime, Judy Hoffman uh, was a shopper in the mall. Uh, She's on the phone with us now. So, Judy, where are you now? Actually, I'm not a shopper. I'm a manager at um, Fire and Ice at the Columbia Mall and near Nordstrom. Um, Fire and Ice is a very unique, fascinating store. Um, (laughs) We sell jewelry, fossils. Oh, please, lady. She's making a plug for it. So apparently now this is a disturbed woman who works at the mall, her place of business. There's three people are dead, yet she feels she can promote her store. 
<laughs> I mean, really? And this is uh, right there. It's happening as we speak. Um, um, Fire Nights is a very unique, fascinating store. Um, we sell jewelry, fossils, a number okay. of different unique so what things happened? from all over the world. What happened and while you were in the store today? She, she, she just kept going, by the way. Oh, yeah. It's unique That's from great. all over the world. You know, we got the best jewelry. Well, when I was in the store, I all of a sudden I was waiting on a customer, and I happened to see people running towards Nordstrom, which is one of the anchor stores that's close to us. And I said, what's going on? Why is everybody running? So I stepped out to the door. So, so she didn't hear any shots, people just running around at the, and towards the anchor store. And asked one of the girls running, what's going on? She said, there's been a shooting. And at that time, I said, oh, my gosh, I came in. I let my customers know that for their safety, they were, were allowed to walk the hallway or go out to Nordstrom's because I knew it was in the food court. So she knew it was in the food court, yet she didn't hear anything, yet she saw people running. But please visit Fire and Ice. We're very unique in our jewelry. This is, this is native advertising, if I've ever seen it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure that company doesn't even know what that means. There was a there was a it's kid Plagola. There was a kid in um, Pennsylvania who was arrested. He was making bombs in his room or something, you know, in a suitcase. And that could be. I don't know. It's you know, yes. If the FBI decides to turn this into their event, if they didn't have anything planned, if they're going to use it because it's 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 handy, convenient, they of course can turn it into the six week cycle event. Um, maybe after that C-SPAN call in, they're wary and they're trying to, you know, change it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, we did. Well, we did. May, we, or we may did not tip, change. It's possible that this them was off. a dud. Too. I, mean, I mean, there could have been more to it, and it didn't work out. But we, we did tip them off. You know, we we did have someone call in to the, you know, the the, the guy who's in charge of the the agents there, the agent drinking club of the FBI, and said six week cycle. And he's like, oh, what? It could be that they're tipped off and they're trying to just mix it up. Well, a bit. maybe they were. T- here's here's another one. If we want to take it to a meta level, they were tipped off, but the, but these things are actually planned well in advance, and this was kind of nipped in the bud, and it, but it still kind of went off, but it wasn't yeah, what possible. it was going to be. Possible. And the FBI tried to distance itself, but they have to have these events. This is not like a. This is not like a choice. <laughs> well, it's really a media event, as you pointed out. People are so poor at assessing risk. We could have made an entire story about you know, at least the three people who died in traffic on the same day, or at least the three people who died of flu on the same day, or flu-related illnesses. Um, you know, but because we trump it up and, and it's the mall, I agree with you there, it makes you so afraid because, oh my gosh, you know, I could, let's not think about dying on the way to the mall, let's think about dying at the mall. You know, people do not, human beings do not know how to assess actual risk, where, what is actually dangerous. Like, no, they don't do any statistical analysis. I mean, this is like the, the possibilities of being killed by a terrorist event yeah, this is, in any circumstance, anywhere, is outrageous. Yeah, as in low, outrageously low. Yeah, outrageously yeah. low. It's yeah. like trillions to one kind of thing, yeah. billions at yeah. least. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, that's the event. Well, uh, so I, I don't know. What? How do you? How do you feel? I think we. I think we leave it I open for a few more days. I didn't think much of it at first. First, there was an Indianapolis thing, which has been kind of like I didn't. I didn't think that the messaging about Indianapolis really had anything to do with uh, 
with the six-week cycle. I just thought that something was going to happen in Indianapolis. I think it was, it was that big pile-up was there, too, and there was somebody shot. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, minor yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Although that pile-up was interesting. That huge pile. Where, where was that pile-up? That, that was outside of Indianapolis, I believe. You mean the it? traffic pile-up? Yeah. Where was that? Let's mm. take a look. Find right, out. I'm, 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 I'm looking now. It was uh, Michigan. Okay, sorry, sorry, it wasn't Michigan. Indianapolis. So there's only the shooting in Indianapolis. So there hasn't, I don't know, <laughs> Indianapolis. Oh, it's only was. a shooting. This is no good. Only a shooting. No, I mean, we don't know. I mean, something else, it could be code for God knows what, dropping off a package at a dead drop or something. Who knows? Just got a, note, just got a note here from California. It started raining out of the blue at my house 30 minutes after you did your rain stick for California. Much appreciated. Please keep it up. Where does he live? Well, I didn't say, but I'm sure he's in California. It's a big place. <laughs> we can do it. We can help it. Can you imagine Jerry Brown? Hey, you know agenda guys. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Um, hold on a second. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. I'm holding on as you requested. Just wondering why the Mozilla. Uh, I, I'm just. I'm sorry. I'm just preoccupied with this muting problem. It's Is getting, that's, getting, but that's your hand on the keyboard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just. It's. A, that's bothering me to, to an extreme because it's happened a couple of times today on this show, and it's. I don't even have the keyboard on my lap anymore. It was a Russian teenager. A teenage Russian national, actually, I should say, who was arrested late Friday on charges of possessing a weapon of mass destruction. Which, as we know, can be a large firecracker, according to the... Yes, yeah, so that M100 would be yeah. the, do the trick. He is charged with possessing a weapon of mass destruction, risking a c catastrophe, possessing instruments of crime, <laughs> which is a podcast. Yeah, a screwdriver in the house. Podcast. <laughs> podcast. Prohibited offensive weapons, incendiary devices, recklessly endangering another person, and several drug-related charges. And I thought that was going to be the... Uh, but it didn't, it didn't pan out. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We got. Well, it, 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 let's just assume whatever happened happened. It's it resets the clock. Yes, I'm gonna go stay with the cycle until it, until we have a couple some real evidence that it's not in play. Okay, I'm down with that. Okay. Um. So a uh, couple of things that were very interesting in regards to Turkey, and now I'm getting a lot of people paying attention to it. Of course. Um. Essentially, the, the, the Turkish Central Bank tried to intervene in the Turkish lira just collapsing is, is what the financial uh, reports are. Um, now, the way I understand... I, actually, I wanted to read something to you because I, um, I subscribe to one newspaper, which I get on my, on my Kindle. Quite honestly, it's because I don't know how to unsubscribe from it. Uh, the Financial Times. Huh. And... Um, yeah. It's one of your old favorites. Yeah. So you it's... rebuked them some years ago, and now I didn't know you're still getting it. Well, it's because I can't, I don't know how to turn off the uh, the subscription. Do, uh, are you paying? Yeah, do they bill yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, they bill you. You got to go in. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. It does, but but from time to time, I'm like, oh, let me see what's going on. It's very annoying to read it on the Kindle. But it's, uh, anyway, so they're trying to explain to me what happened with uh, Turkey. And uh, apparently it's related to a weakness of uh, sentiment or, or yeah, sentiment towards emerging markets, and apparently Argentina is a part of it, and, and they say that Turkey uh, is... Well, let me read this to you. 
Um, Turkey is seen as one of the countries most vulnerable to the U.S. Federal Reserve's tapering of stimulus due to a persistent current account deficit that makes it reliant on short-term capital inflows. What does that mean? Huh. Why don't you read that again and maybe I can figure it out. Turkey is seen one of the country's most vulnerable to the U.S. Federal Reserve's tapering of stimulus due to a persistent current account deficit that makes it, I presume Turkey, reliant on short-term capital inflows. Ah, sounds to me as though the Fed is loaning Turkey lots of money. Okay. Which it tends to do. And they, but they, and would, if they start tapering, they're going to pull back all everything. They're not only, but hold, what, what, okay, uh, hold on. That's what's going so on. So we are printing. The Federal Reserve is printing money, which we pay for, in, in interest bonds, uh, and they're giving that to Turkey. Well, Turkey's paying for theirs too. Bond investors have not turned tail. Earlier yesterday, the Treasury said there was strong demand for a two and a half billion dollar sale of ten year bonds with a yield of 5.85%. This week's issuance means it has completed half its borrowing for 2014. So Turkey has already completed half of its borrowing for 2014. So that that's a problem then. Oh, yeah. If it's only January. <laughs> it's January. <laughs> that's a problem. So they're essentially running a, a huge, uh, they're in the hole, running a deficit spending operation for some reason. And... Uh, that's what's paying for all the development that's going ah, on over there. Okay, now and I so get it. They're, they're expecting to develop. This is this is an economic hitman scam. Exactly. This we've is, got them. Yes. So what I, the way I was looking at it is this is a planned, orchestrated takedown of of the Turkey, the Turkish economy. Yeah. Yeah. So it and check this out. And we have to send our boys in. Check this out. There are also signs that Turkey is struggling to attract direct investment in the wake of a corruption scandal. Much of it focused on state tenders. It's interesting. The Financial Times does not mention here. Here's here. Um, it says ten uh, percent slide in the lira since mid-December when a corruption probe began that has fueled conflict between the government and rival factions. I find it interesting that the Financial Times does not just say the Gulenist movement, who every other newspaper, everyone else is pointing this out, that the Gulenists are all in the government there. And have been systematically pulling it apart from the inside. So you've got to think, well, of course. The, the well, they're ed- always partners. We have to remember that. The Gulenists were partners yes, with, yes. with the other half of this of these Islamists. Yeah. And that there's something, there was a break. We don't know what the, do we? Well, here's what we I'm thinking. thesis on the break? Well, here, here, so. um, yes, maybe. Uh, so the players are, we have uh, Erdogan, we have Qatar. We have Syria, we have Iran, and um, and Russia as a main supplier of gas. Um, here's what I'm kind of because th- I, th- I know that this has to be this is for this to happen at the same time that the Sy- Geneva II protocol is taking place around Syria. This is not coincidence. So we know that Qatar, Qatar, they wanted a gas pipeline, and if you look at the map. Uh, it would be from the south, up through the north, through Syria, into Turkey. And I think it's pretty safe to say that the United States are in bed with uh, the Qataris. And we know that uh, Qatar was sending 
uh, money, weapons, terrorists. Uh, so wait, wait, terrorists. you think that? Well, you think that they're in bed, or you think that? I would more likely say there are lackeys. Okay, there are. That's good. Our lackeys. Okay, but instead of that, Syria chose for the Iran Iraq pipeline, which is coming from Iran. So right. now let's look at the coincidence here. So Syria has to come down. Um, Qatar is real, or we're pissed, or Qatar is pissed, whatever, about them choosing the Iran pipeline. Of course, you know, the Russians are kind of backing that up. So, what are we going to do? We got to start to rubbleize it. Who does it? Uh, Qatar. Qatar rubbleizes it by sending in, you know, uh, terrorists. And, and this goes on for a while. And then we come to a deal. And the deal is look, Iran, we're going to remove some sanctions, which really only means that you're going to be able to go to Davo and put up your for sale sign. So now you can sell more oil. Look, you're going to stop this pipeline to Syria. Okay, that's done. It's over. It's not going to happen anymore because we want the Qatari pipeline. And for, I think what's happening is that um, this, this was, it was kind of figured out. We worked it out. We gave them the, the lowering of the sanctions. Go ahead. You know, you can sell to all these different countries now, which is really what the sanctions are about. Other countries being able to buy oil and petroleum products from Iran. Russia, you know, they're kind of happy because they get some openings um, uh, in, uh, in, you know, other, other regions for their European sales. And Qatar wants to run this pipeline up north but then Assad is like yeah, I got boned here I don't want this and then all of a sudden there's the bait and switch like oh, you've got to go it seems that simple to me actually because why else would we give well, Iran this huge Benny just go ahead well we, and- ha- well we have to also incorporate into this logic which is probably what it is the use of gold versus petrodollars. Yes. Because it's the, if we don't, if everything's not done in petrodollars, then the whole world system then it falls makes no apart. sense, right? Then, then it, yeah, we, we ruin the whole idea. And everybody, every once in a while, tries to bypass to try to. That's barter for the oil. Let's yeah. use gold for the oil. That, I got a good idea. Let's have yeah. a new currency. Let's use yuan for the oil. And I think that's where Erdogan messed up. I think because he had some secret stuff going on, selling for gold. Yeah, he was doing a gold deal. Yeah, and I think that petrodollars, yeah. and so he's uh, on the blacklist now. Yeah. Um. Let's see, Turkey to collapse, Germany in recession, Kakron forty drops forty percent. Yeah, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on here. Um. Yeah, I I I think it's it's true economic hitman style. He has to. I think Erdogan has to go. Um, yeah. And this Gulenist guy. I think it's probably mutually assured destruction somehow that the CIA use him, but he uses the CIA, so he has his mission, which is, you know, take ob- over. A take <laughs> Ottoman Empire. The Empire Strikes Back three. Well, he looks like one of the types. He looks exactly Doesn't like one he? of the guys who loves the just the the old idea of the old caliphate, the Ottoman yeah. Empire, and he, you yeah. know. Uh, he would clamp down a little more than Erdogan. Erdogan, you know, even though he is an Islamist, never really put the screws to the public, you know, like they did in uh, in the good old uh, days, Iran, where where you have uh, you know everyone has to wear the scarf and all the rest right, of it. Right, right. Well, one side of the river. But then, the, so here's the 
here's the when the economic hitmen coming in. So the, I don't know if the jackals are in yet, but there's a new group I found. What do you think all these rioters are all about? The jackals have long since been in there. No, but I mean jackals. That they, they, they really got to kill somebody. Kill somebody. Yeah, they got to kill somebody. Yeah. Here's a here's a new group that I found, who are now active in uh, Turkey and in Ukraine. Uh, Freedom House. You got to love this name. This is this is another one of my favorites. Freedom House. Uh, go to freedomhouse.org and you can find out about their leadership. A little organization, this Freedom House. Uh, they've got about $45 million they brought in this year. So, uh, gee, that's just a small, small nonprofit. Let's see. William Taft is the chair. Freedom House. Freedom House dot what? Dot org. Okay. Freedom House dot org. <laughs> Their board of trustees, William H. Taft. Ooh, nice site. Look at Look at this list, man. Look at this list. Where Let, are you getting the uh, names? Uh, if you go to um, uh, on the About Us... Oh, there it is. About us, our leadership. Freedom House is led by David J. Kramer. The daily work of the organization is conducted by its approximately 150 staff members in Washington, New York, and field offices around the world. They have a field office in Ukraine and Kiev. Let me read from the... from the. <laughs> let me read from the Freedom House. What a great name. Welcome to the House of Freedom. Freedom House... half the fourth. That's weird. Freedom House, uh, Form 990, is what they file uh, with the IRS, which very few journalists read. Uh, None do. But here you can see current year, uh, they brought in $45,392,369. of that from government grants. Nice grants. Yeah, briefly describe the organization's mission. Freedom House, an independent, non-governmental organization, that's what NGO stands for, supports the expansion of freedom in the world. (laughs) Who wouldn't want to support the expansion of freedom? Freedom (laughs) is possible only, only, I tell you, in democratic political systems in which the governments are accountable to their own people. The rule of law, thats I'm hearing Haig talking right now, the rule of law prevails, and freedoms of expression, association, and belief, as well as the respect of the rights of minorities and women, are guaranteed. Freedom ultimately depends on the actions of committed and courageous men and women. Here it is. We support nonviolent civic initiatives in societies where freedom is denied under threat, and we stand in opposition to ideas and forces that challenge the right of all people to be free. Freedom House functions as a catalyst for freedom, democracy, and the rule of law through its analysis, advocacy, and action. And then here, um, I wanted to read, uh, let me see, I marked this up, that they actually, uh, i got to get the next segment here. This is a big one. This is like 50 pages of this 990. It's kind of interesting what they've got going on here. Well, with that kind of money, you don't want to take any chances of losing it. No, but they literally state that they uh, support action groups on the ground. That is part of their part of the mission. So it would only make sense. I'm running into. I'm, I'm going through the way you're talking. Yes, I'm I know. Through. I know. I know exactly. And what you're so doing. I'm looking. I'm finding a lot of Institute of Peace people, Council on Foreign Relations, mm-hmm. drug companies. Surprisingly mm-hmm. enough. Well, that's what, of course. Got to hand out some of that uh, the amphetamines to the terrorists. And boner pills and whatever else to make war work. 
These are very, 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 very sketchy organizations in my book. No, they are. It's just a front. You know, it's it's not I, I'm trying what I would I'm looking at these things just to determine whether this is like a uh think tank front, which is usually just a contractor that does a report so people can make the right decisions down the road. Well they're, they're, or, they're, just so you know, or, they're they're literally they're taking in forty five million um and they are flushing out forty one million. So they're just they, they there's a zero sum game. The money comes in, they send it off to Europe, including Iceland and Greenland, they send it off to Sub-Sahara. They, yeah, this has got to be a bagman operation. Yeah, yeah, and then they save just enough for their salaries for the, uh, and they're in Alexandria, Virginia. Hello. Yeah, that's where I. That's where I live. <laughs> Alexandria, Virginia. Yeah, national. Nice town, by the let's way. Let's see grants. Let me let's see what they got here. National Democratic Institute for International Affairs. They gave some money. The Free Society Project. African Center for Justice and Peace Studies, International Center for Not-for-Profit Law, Community Initiatives. Yeah. You could be looking at those forms uh, forever. Yeah. It's just, it's just a huge, it's a, it's a web of deceit. It truly is. Well, deceit, I mean, it's, it's, not, even, huh. it's not even dishonest. Well, no, maybe it's not, dis- it's honest, deceitful, it's deceitful. deceitful. Yeah. It's what it's you know supposed to be doing when it's just a bagman operation taking money from the gut from the taxpayers, taxpayers of the United yeah. States, yeah. and then giving it to some organization, and so they can you know do something uh, screwy. It's always in the American interest, but it's, some of it is pretty. It's, it's much, much of it's misguided. I think that's the problem. So they put out a report, and uh, and their report here, a recent report by U.S. think tank Freedom House says heavy-handed police crackdowns on Gezi Park protest, protests are conflicting with the freedoms of association and assembly. So essentially they just make the government look bad. You look bad. You know, it's just like Human Rights Watch. Human Rights Watch also came. This is all State Department stuff. Human Rights Watch is run by a former uh, State Department official, yeah. and and they do a, and they just came out with their report last week and said, oh, it's human rights being uh, violated, and then it's time to go in. Um, but it will be interesting to see what happens with Syria and Assad. Did you see Kerry talking about this? Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think I have a clip. I was thinking about it. Uh, It was, you know, unfortunately, unlike Hillary Clinton, he is so boring. He's so boring. But he he was it was that well we we talked about it briefly because of the Qatari uh, finance report, which said yeah these are real pictures of real dead people. We don't really know who killed them, but it looks like they were starved and starvation, which is a war crime, is what Kerry said. You know, take him to the International Criminal Court. Off with his head. Hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, essentially we're going to have negotiations, but here's what, here's what has to come out of the negotiations. Yeah. And Ukraine, I think, is similar. And Freedom House is in Ukraine as well, also talking yeah, about the, the problems there. Uh, and maybe, I mean, we couldn't even, we couldn't even get that one to work out. That, that's, that actually shows a weakness of John Kerry and well, I think it was Victoria Newland's gig. That's why she was there, and she's the the deputy. And her, I think the mission the mission was like this: yeah, Victoria, uh, I gotta go. I gotta get this Assad guy out because you know we gotta get a Qatari pipeline up through there to up to Turkey. We get this is 
So I get I just don't have the bandwidth, Victoria. Can you please do this? Can you just get Ukraine to sign on with the EU? Take the no chin, no neck monster. What's her name? High, high, high priestess. Yes, Kathy. Yes, uh, Kathy. Some the Dame Kathy. What's her name? Take her. Go there and make it happen. And she failed. Yeah, she gave out great cookies, and pretzels, pretzels. Have you seen some of these? Uh, some of these these guys in the pictures in Kiev? Ah, they're armed to the teeth. Yeah, these aren't our guys. I don't. I think the the, the you know, whoever. Well, there there there's this this word, the new word that we have to start paying attention to, which I maybe you don't know what what these guys are, but they're called tatushkis. Tatushkis. Yeah, there's, I first heard the term in this report, which I have, and then I, I started doing some research on it. Whether there were Titushki in the crowds, so hooligans allegedly sponsored by the government to try and discredit the movement. Yeah, are these the, the, the what they're being called, neo-Nazis? That could be. The Titushki is a, I've never heard this term before, but you know, the Russians always have these great terms like apparatchik. Yeah, 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 right. But exactly. Titushki is a guy, which is, it's a good term because it does describe something that we see a lot. Which is, and it happened with the uh, Occupy movement, where the cops put in their guys ah, right, to right, create right, right. a riot, and then you beat everybody up except the guys who started the riot because they're cops. Those are tatushkis. Right. So they're they're uh, agents provocateurs. Yeah, that would be which nobody can pronounce. So the tatushkis <laughs> is easier to say than agent. I like agent provocateur. Yeah, I am an agent provocateur du podcast. All right. Anyway, I think yeah, this is all false. This is all rubble is happening. It's left and right. It's it, it's it's going on everywhere, and they, and we don't seem to. We seem to be relishing starting as many of these as possible. There's one I don't think anyone even knows about yet in this country, which is the, what's going. I mean, we know about Thailand's all hell's right, breaking right, loose because right. of the crazy ruler there. But Vietnam, and then I listen to this report, and then when you listen to this report, you realize that we're just. You we can you can see who's giving it to who when you when you listen to this Viet, what's going on in Vietnam. About 200 Vietnamese gathered in a square in Hanoi for a protest against China. They say the Spratly and Parasol Islands belong to Vietnam. Vietnamese and Chinese naval vessels fought a brief battle for the islands in January of 1974. China got the upper hand and has controlled them for 40 years. Police interrupted the demonstration when the marchers began moving toward the Chinese embassy. That intervention suggests the Vietnamese government is concerned about its already strained relations with China getting worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you think? Yeah, I wonder who's behind <laughs> this. Hmm. Hmm. And they got the island meme. Yeah. I love that island yeah. meme. Is this the same islands or these new islands? No, these are new islands. These are Vietnamese <laughs> islands. Just, we should just be pissed off about all islands. Every so the single Vietnamese, island. Apparently, during the Vietnam War, which is supported largely by China yeah. and North Vietnam, of course, they had these islands. And then during the process, I guess, of the Vietnam War winding down, the Chinese took the islands from the Vietnamese probably as payment for helping them. Right. I'm sure there was something like that. And so they ended up with the islands. And now, 40 years later, somebody has stirred the Vietnamese public up, only with a small demonstration. But I'm guaranteeing this is going to grow yeah. because we're be, we're doing it. We're, we're amazing. And I hate to use that word, but in this case, I have to. Is that, let me just see. Is there a report on Freedom House about that as well? I'm thinking Freedom House are my new guys. 
Maybe. They may be the go-to guys. But I believe this is more distributed than just one or two companies. Ah, but they're pretty. But this Freedom Outfit, this just the name by itself is so <laughs> groovy. Freedom, freedom House. House. We yeah. believe in freedom of all people. Sure you do. Can't go wrong with that. Sure you do. Sounds good. Oh, um, before we, uh, we're gonna. I think we should uh, do our quick little thank, and we uh, we got to hop into the club. Yeah. I got an email from Rich, producer Rich, and he really called us out. And this is the kind of thinking that I love so much. You know, John and I just, you know, we try to do this on the show. We try to, you know, put our heads together, come up with some critical thoughts about things, about situations, and uh, and we use maps. Uh, Rich called us. I said on Thursday's show, you pointed out there are more dis- more weed dispensaries than Starbucks in Denver. He says uh, I'm calling BS on that, not because it's not true, because it's not a fair comparison. A more fair comparison would be there are more dispensaries than coffee shops, or there are more Jimmy's pot shops than Starbucks. No. Good Excellent. point, right? Jeez, how stupid are we that we didn't even catch that yeah, ourselves? Yeah, we're giving this as a Starbucks commercial. Oh, my God. This we is a so... meme obviously planted by Starbucks. And we are so dumb. It's got nothing to do with pot dispensers. No. It's just a plug for Starbucks. Right. And indeed, it would have been more fair to say there are uh, more dispensaries than coffee shops, but that, of course, is not true. See, this is one of the things that I'm glad we have producers that oh. catch us oh. when we miss obvious bullcrap promotions. Yes. And, and what we have to do, I think, is be, just be more aware that any time a brand name is brought up, yeah, to be suspicious. We do. we do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's because, yeah, that's exactly right. Well, good for him. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've got that straightened out. I'm going to show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh, yeah, that'd be fab. Yeah, on No Agenda. I have a short list today, so let's go through a few of the people to thank. Ron H. Williams, beginning with him in Scotts Valley, California. One, two, three, four, five. No comment. Oscar Nadal in Tijuana. Sir. Baja. Sir. Sir. Sir Oscar. Sir Oscar. And he wants, as he has 111.11, and he wants his two ex-wives to the stage for some girl-on-girl action. Hey, are we doing this now, or what do you want to do? No, no, I'm not going to do it this second. We'll do it at the end here. Okay. Angelica. Okay, wait a minute. I have... I don't have her on the girl. Don't have them on girl for girl. Um, can we get them to do some girl on girl? I have a girl on girl script, but I was giving it to the two ex-wives from a couple of shows ago. Stage two girl. Well, on we girl could. Action. We could. I how, can change. How I, about, I, can, I can do. It, I can do. It, I can do. It. How about have the ex-wives swap with the other ex-wives? No, for, no. I just changed this. Oh, okay. I'm just going to move Emma to here and then move we uh, need a do, do we need an org chart for the club so we know where everybody is there. <laughs> angelica and laura go to the girl on girl stage which is stage two as a matter mm, of fact yes of course um it's where the best girl on girl takes place and emma what was emma the other one Oh, Ico. I got to get Ico. And what was this? Angelica and Laura. Laura uh, Ico. Ico goes to stage three. <laughs> okay. By the way, so I'm looking at my LinkedIn and the guy who owns that club in London, which is called, uh, I think it's called uh, Platinum Lace. Oh, nice. So I'm now linked Sexy. to my LinkedIn. Sexy okay. name. I can, go, I can see going. And I, I looked up the website. Mm-hmm. And it's it, you look at the web. You've been to a strip club or two, I'm sure, just casually. I'm reliably informed what they look like. Yes, 
this is, looks just like every one of them. They all have this exact same look, and I can't tell you, you can't really describe it, except for the giant, massive clubs that were specially designed, like the Gold Club in Atlanta, which was a huge auditorium. Wait, no, Cheetahs. Cheetahs was a smaller place than the Gold Club. The Gold Club was at least three times bigger than any place I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever been to Stringfellows? In London? Where's that? London? Well, start in London. No, no, I've never been to a strip club in London, ever. Oh, oh. Well, my friend Michelle had uh, has several. <laughs> I don't even like the strip clubs in New York because I think they're. But in London, I mean, they take I, in I London they take all their the they take all their clothes off in London. Oh, they take all their clothes off completely in, in Georgia. Oh, really? Same in Georgia. Oh, really? I didn't know that. So I'm sitting. Okay, then I get my story out. So a friend of mine who will remain nameless is uh, lives in New York City. He's a writer, and he's always he's kind of a lonely alcoholic, and he all he does is go to strip clubs. And he now we he says let's go to some strip clubs. I said oh, I'm not that interested. Hey, come on, I said I know all the girls. <laughs> he knows all the girls. So we go from strip club to strip club as he's getting plastered, and it's like everybody comes up to him. Oh, man. You know all these all these girls that he knows because I guess he's you know generous yeah, over yeah, time. Yeah. So we're so at the end we're at uh, that one fish scores or whatever it is. Yeah. It's oh, God. Scores is horrific. It's horrible. So it's closing. The place is closed, but we get we sit at a table because we're part of the you know we part of the owner knows us or somebody knows not me but Charlie, mm. and so we sit down with some cute girl who's sitting there with him who's a friend, and she says oh and she you know she says I got to get out of this place and she's tearing off her pasties and she's sitting there naked, and uh, she says I got to get out of here and I being the bon vivant say well you should go down and. You should go down to Georgia. And she says, as she's sitting there stark naked with the pace on, she says, oh, I could never dance in Georgia. They're naked. <laughs> in the morning. I swear that's a true story. Yeah. I, I was just beside I myself. believe you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Onward, naked. John. Yeah. Onward. Okay, here we go. Where, where was I? Was, uh, I think we were, I, okay, we were talking about Lauren. <clears throat> We're Thomas. Thomas Four in Houston, Texas, $100. Uh, Drunken Yak, Inc., Osceola, Indiana, $100. Please use the name Drunken Yak, Inc. Look at what we got. Sir Thomas Nussbaum in Virginia Beach. Oh, and he becomes uh, a baronet. He's a baronet. Today. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, no. What? 69. 69, dude. One. One. One lone one. Dame Beth Barazin, or Barazin, or Barazin, in Tucson. And oh, she says, yeah. Yeah, she says, request some fuck vertigo karma Just, for my yeah, see, Heil, boys. Dame Beth. Let me give her something. She had maternal unit karma. She actually sent me an email about this. You've got karma. Wasn't there someone who wanted me to... Yeah, I got it here. Never mind. I got it here. I'm ready. Shauna Nash. Wait, can I just... Hold on. Can I just point out there was one... 69 yeah, that was sucks. it. Yeah, and whatever happened to our sixty-nine, sixty-nine girl from Germany? I don't know. Anyway, Shauna Nash, Nash, Keene, New Hampshire, fifty-eight, sixty. Jay Shea, uh, who is our lawyer, who's in the, uh, is a, a right. Uh, he's a, the the prosecutor. Prosecutor, and state he prosecutor. and he asked for the. Oh yeah, this is what I had. He asked for it, the Hillary oh. clip. Okay, 5860. He's in Brewston Mills, WV. Uh, he promised after sending a note, blah, blah, blah. He needs a deed douching. We'll give him that for the note. 
and it, and uh, he, then you can play the clip if you want. It's the one that he sent in. <laughs> You've been de-douched. What is thy bidding, my master? Each year on my birthday, every American gets a cupcake. Yes, my master. That was the clip that he sent in. So. That's cute. Yeah. That's, That's why what's going to happen, too, by the way. <laughs> Everyone gets a cupcake. Yeah, we get a cupcake yeah. on Hillary's birthday. Sir Dr. Sharkey, 5860 in Jackson, Tennessee. Jimmy in Breda. 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 Breda, Netherlands, 5860. What's the 5860 thing? I don't know. There must he be. He says a... he's a charter. Both of them are charter members. Oh, they're doing it for five. show 5686. Oh, duh. Curiously, Hello. they both did it at the same time, which is weird. Jonathan duh. Rose, 5432 in it. Netanya Israel or Netanya Netanya uh, be more like it I think David Grisanti in Denver Colorado 5280 Daniel Rogers in LA Los Angeles 5150 and then finally $50 donations each from Jason Gossin in Richmond BC Arnold Lavier in uh, France oh, oh ah. what hello stop the bus bonjour lonely That's unusual lonely man Arnold, love you. Where is Kurnonteral? Where is Why that? Why don't you run it uh, on yeah. the uh, Book of Knowledge and find out where it is in France? I'm going to run a trace. Run a trace. Marcus <laughs> Kazmarek in Kenai, Alaska. Is that AK Alaska or Arkansas? Uh, I think, uh, I don't know. I think that's uh, AR is Arkansas, I thought. Alaska, it's not. And AL is Alabama. Okay, must be Alaska. Shad Rich in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Jason Daniels, 50 bucks from Parts Unknown. And finally, James Bronzek in Plains, Pennsylvania. And Ky good old Kyle Bauer from Parts Unknown, $50. Mm. This is in southern France. Ooh, nice. Cournonteral. Uh, and where, what part of southern France? Is it uh, toward Nice? Um, it out. is. Yeah, actually, it is. It's right. Wow, it's in a beautiful spot. It's uh, near, it's in the Montpellier. Oh, yeah, that's gorgeous in that area. It's uh, the Languedoc-Roussillon region is nice. He's got a French name, so he's probably French and not an expat. Yeah, I th I'm thinking road trip. <laughs> nice. What guy? Yeah, we got a guy. friends we got. Uh, just, well, that proves that not all French are stingy, cheap bastards. No, uh. no, that, go, that, that uh, moniker goes back to India. Wow. We have no Indian donors today. And they all speak English. So go figure. Hey, we want to thank these folks and also the people that uh, do donate lesser amounts. Uh, any amount really helps us quite a bit. Uh, for show 586, got 587 coming up on Thursday. Hopefully we'll pick it up a little bit. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, on the we'll be doing a newsletter on Wednesday, I presume. And in the newsletter on Wednesday, um, it's already final, but we decided to, to launch it in the, news, in the Wednesday newsletter. Uh, we'll have the Russian gay law white paper. Yeah. So you guys can pull that out, print it out, and then get into an argument at a bar and then <laughs> keep it in the back pocket. And get beat and up. Then, <laughs> and then throw it down. Smack and if it's it down. a gay bar, even better. Read this. Exactly. And then have, just, no, you won't get beat up. People are going to get mad at the media for, for lying to them. It's, uh, have you seen it yet? I, I've sent you several copies. Yes, I'm starting to look at it now. Yeah. Then we've got a pretty good executive summary in there. It makes you go, what? 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 I didn't know that. What? Nah, it's really good. 
Yeah. We need to do this more often, actually. The, what a process. And quite honestly, uh, no, you and I kidding. didn't do anything. <laughs> I just want to remind you, uh, Brian did all the work. Yeah, well, <laughs> we I'm did, just saying that, you know. We didn't do anything. White papers are great. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, uh, all the work, and uh, work did go into that, of course, but also all the other work that we do, it only uh, can happen if you support us, and we're going to need a better showing than today. Dvorak.org Please. Slash N-A Well, it's uh, real short, just like the donation list. James Pyre says happy birthday to his youngest daughter, Serafina, celebrating her birthday. And we say happy birthday, Serafina, from all your friends here at the best podcast in the universe. And we congratulate Sir Thomas Nussbaum, who is a baronet as of today, and on his way to a barony. And, of course, uh, he'll be probably getting a protectorate there on the the East Coast. We look forward to that. And uh, we have one knighting, which is beautiful. So if we can uh, get your sword. Yeah, hold on there. Okay. Duckwin J. Goins, step forward, my friend. You are about to enter the illustrious club of the Knights of the Noah Jenner Roundtable. Very, very happy to welcome you. So please step forward, kneel, as I hereby pronounce thee. Sir, Thursday night's night of the Noah Jenner Roundtable for you. Cuban cigars and single malt scotch, cabinets and cabernet, hot librarians and Jaeger bombs, opium and warm orange juice. Hookers and blow, geishas and a bucket of fried chicken, renfoys and chardonnay if you swing that way. Long-haired heavy metal guys and scotch, maybe vodka in the middle of bong hits and bourbon, sparkling cider and escorts, mutton and mead, or just the honor of knowing that you have an entire community of people who support the best podcast in the universe in this, at this level. And go to noagendanation.com slash rings to pick up your well-deserved night ring. And uh, Eric the Shield will get that out to you ASAP. So we can do the uh, uh, the event here. I have to say that I I tried to get a hold of Ta- T- Tanya Wyman in New York uh, has a na- somebody she wants to bring up. We're gonna have to put it off because I can't get a hold of her. Okay, in, let me in, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, no, she's here. Hold on. Let me click on the email. Ah, I'm thinking. Should I do a different reverb for you? Keep talking. Well, I was. Uh, let me say a couple things. Um, okay, I'm gonna give the, her the best one at the end. This is Lady Nina, or Nina. Uh, okay, so I listened to the last one. I couldn't hear the music. I didn't hear any reverb whatsoever. I just heard myself being distorting. And well, I keep uh, telling you, you, you're going too close to the microphone. I've t- put on a different reverb. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna pull back. I'm gonna do it from here. Just gonna yell a little bit, but I'm not gonna be up against the mic, so it won't be just a mess. But I need more. The reverb verb, I didn't, I didn't hear. What I'm listening, looking for is Mexican radio. Yeah, okay, hold on. Uh, give me a little level. Uh, okay, coming to the stage. Coming to the stage. Come as ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the biggest night in the cl- nightclub in the world. Blah, blah, blah. That's going to be like that, okay? Hold on, one more time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the biggest nightclub in the world. Your Club 33. I think this is pretty good. We can do one yeah, more. So. Let me just check this. One, two, one, two. Uh, just try one, just one more. I just want to just... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the biggest nightclub in the world. Your Club 33, where all the ladies are beautiful. Yeah, I think this is the right... I think this is the right... I got. We got the right stuff here. I think we all should right. just hit it. Right. We're going to hit it. Gentlemen. Welcome to the biggest nightclub in the world, Your Club 33, where all the ladies are beautiful and all the men are drunk. So let's get ready for a night of hot dancers, hot waitresses, looking for a different kind of tip and great music. 
to begin tonight's festivities by loading up the 10 multi-level stages and surround everyone with unmatched beauty on the main stage. We have Luscious Vixen and our number one vote-getter in the Miss Naked Orlando online competition. She loves dogs, drag racing, and heavy breathing. Give it up for Emma. Welcome to two cuties. Offer girl-on-girl action. Angelina and Laura. Dancing on the new Impossible to Climb Grease Pole. We've got Angelina and Laura, also known as Kittens, because you'll be smittens. <laughs> H3. Bring out the bring out your applause for Ico. Part-time pizza makers at round table where she knows how to throw dough. Myth, here for some of yours. Ico, stage four. 2012's number one online page views in the Club 33 website. She's a cutie. She's pretty. She's feisty. She's Michelle. Look at that because stage five is opening up and exploding with charisma as Yolanda Anaconda takes the stage. Tona Beach, she's never been arrested, but she's clearly doing something illegal. Just like a scrapper. Atlanta, Anaconda. There's a crowd gathering around stage six, and you may know the reason why. Lady Nina. This is Miss Florida from 2010, doing what she does best, entertaining the boys. It's Lady Nina, part-time stockbroker. She brings a new meaning to the term bump and dump. Give it up for Lady Nina. Give it up for all the little hotties out there, and remember, everybody, no touching. Is that it? Touch. Oh, touching is out? <laughs> I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting my cue. I'm sorry. Uh, Rocky. What? That was Rocky. That was totally Rocky. That's because I had all these names switched around. And it was confusing. I mean, you, you only take a month to get it together, and then you still... Yeah, right, I know, but I don't... don't but my problem is, I'll tell you what the problem is, just for the technical... Please, please. I do not write it up as a proper script. It You're ad-libbing? Apps, and it should be double-spaced, and it should be... And I could... That way I can make changes without making a mess. This is like a... a from a book uh, output, it's as bad. I just it, it's very unprofessional of me. Yeah, kind of. Anyway, oh well, I got him in. If anybody was missing from that, to let me know. I did like the pump and dump. That was a good line. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Um, I read the uh, PCLOB report of the Privacy Civil Liberties Overview or Oversight Board. Now, you'll recall, you know what this is, right? This uh, Privacy Civil Liberties Oversight Board? This is a board that works within the NSA. Is that one? Uh, Well, this is a a presidentially appointed Senate confirmed. Yeah. um, My understanding is this this has been sitting in abeyance with nobody running it in in charge for the last three or four years. uh, No, no, no. That's not true because if you'll recall the president's uh, speech where he was interrupted by the Code Pink lady in May when he said... Uh, before Snowden happened, where he said, "This is I. We want a private. We need to really get this private, uh, this uh, privacy and civil liberties over, oversight board. We got to get that shored up." Uh, we yeah, have because we, he didn't have anybody in it. Yeah, so we got we got people in it, and they released a report on uh, Friday, 
And uh, this is the result, uh, according to the media's. The NSA's chief says if they'd had their current program of collecting bulk phone call records in place then... We would have known about the plot. But a privacy watchdog board appointed by the government now rejects that. The information was available. The agencies just weren't sharing it. And the board says that controversial NSA program revealed by leaker Edward Snowden should not exist. Is unlawful in the majority of the board's view and should be shut down after a short transition period. The board says the Patriot Act doesn't give legal authority to collect phone records in bulk, as the White House argued, and says the program is a huge invasion of Americans' privacy. It's a harsh rebuke of President Obama's stance on intelligence gathering. In the wake of the report, the White House is again defending the phone records gathering program as legal and effective. We simply uh, disagree with the board's analysis on the legality of the program. This is, this is very interesting. I mean, and, of course, I've highlighted some bits in this report. Um, and, and I already see the chat room mistakenly. This is a different, this is not the the NSA recommendation board that included all the shills. Oh, yeah, no, that's different. This is, this is a true, by the confirmed by Senate, but appointed by the president. And when you read what's actually in the report, it's quite damning, but apparently this just makes no difference. President He's, Obama has right. announced plans to take the phone data collection program away from the NSA. Yeah, that is not what the president has done. That is a factual error, at least perhaps a lie in the reporting. He has thrown it back to Congress and said Congress has to figure out if we're going to have the data stored at the uh, in, in one of three options. So he has not done, he has actually taken the pussy way out and thrown it back to Congress. So it'll just float around for a little longer. And give it stricter oversight, but not to end it. The Obama team says the phone surveillance program did help disrupt one terror plot, the 2009 effort led by Najibullah Zazi to blow up part of the New York subway. Now, this is very interesting. Well, this I, is bullcrap, well, 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 listen, listen to, to what the... The, and the guy who's talking, by the way, from the board is the leader of the board, uh, is the uh, David Medin. But this board says the NSA's phone record surveillance, which the board chair calls the 215 program, played a minimal role in that case. 215 only played a role after Mr. Zazi had given up on his plot, returned to Colorado, and had helped find one of his co-conspirators. <laughs> that was That's very well explained. For the first time, I've actually heard someone say it just the way it is. Yeah, no. Didn't do anything. Well, I think, uh, uh, there's a little more. There's a little more. But not not to that degree where where literally the guy had already given up his plot. This was this was right. completely useless. Peter King of the House Homeland Security Committee Dish. disagrees. But it's not just the actual threat that you stop. What this does, it's part of a mosaic. It oh. fills in blanks. It fills in <laughs> blanks. It's part of a mosaic. It uh, leads uh, uh, authorities one way or the other. King says this board is, quote, outside its lane, says he doesn't know what qualified these five people to decide what's legal and constitutional. Uh, let me think. Uh, they're outside of that. Who who says what qualifies them, these douchebags? When almost all judges' rulings have said the phone surveillance program is legal. Board Chair David Medine responded by saying that they were nominated by the president, confirmed by the Senate, and they're all lawyers. Yeah, I think that would be kind of, uh, that would make them qualified. Peter King is a douchebag. Yeah, you got a, in fact, I got a... Douchebag! Let us uh, just briefly read from... Uh, uh, the board's chairman was confirmed on May 7th, 2013. I told you, this is right around when... The, this is right... It, it's as if it was orchestrated. Just before the... You're sworn in May... Tw it's actually in the report. Sworn in on May 29th. 
five days before news stories based upon the NSA leaks began to appear. Wow. Whew, whoo, right on time, baby. This, uh, while this report includes a number of detailed conclusions and recommendations, it does not purport to answer all questions. The board welcomes the opportunity for further dialogue with the executive branch and with Congress about the issues raised in this report. Uh, it, 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 uh, uh, so it came in just before, just, it, when was Snowden first out there? When did he first say something? In June. Like June 4th. Okay, June so, so, okay so then here's what, where I'm looking at this. The intelligence, here's this, just listen to this. The intelligence community knew about Snowden and what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. They got the word out. They said, this could be bad. It's almost like, you know, it's like, remember when Rumsfeld brought out the Abu Ghraib pictures and he said, God, there's worse pictures out there. It could happen. They yeah. don't expect yeah. the word. Nothing happened. So, you, But to be on the safe side, I said, look, something's up with this guy. It's possible that it's going to be a huge embarrassment. We got to shore up this and that. And this particular sub committee or sub-agency of the of the NSA and the intelligence world needed to, there was nobody in it. It was empty. It was empty ever since Obama became president. He never did anything and didn't give a crap. Right. So they rushed, did a rush job to load it up. They got some guys with great creds, probably more qualified than usual. They, they left out the normal stooges and yeah, they put I'm, together I'm, I'm a group that was I'm actually going to do it. Yeah, I'm dinging you. You're absolutely right. Yeah. This is exactly what happened. By accident. Because, and you know why? Because they were all focused on the uh, Free Flow of Information Act, i.e. the licensing of journalists, which was the president announced at the same time. They really needed to shore that up. And I think you're spot on, John. They, They actually, they made a mistake, got some guys in, and they did their job. Yeah, which is weird. There are four grounds upon which we find that the telephone records program fails to comply with Section 215. First, the telephone records acquired under the program have no connection to any specific FBI investigation at the time of their collection, which is which would be the, the appropriate agency. Second, because the records are collected in bulk, potentially encompassing all telephone calling records across the nation, they cannot be regarded as relevant to any FBI investigation as required by the statute without redefining the word relevant in a manner that is circular, unlimited in scope, and out of step with the case law from analogous legal context involving the production of records. Third, the program operates by putting telephone companies under an obligation to furnish new calling records on a daily basis as they are generated instead of turning over records already in their possession. An approach lacking foundation in the statute and one that is inconsistent with the FISA as a whole. Fourth, the statute permits only the FBI to obtain items for use in its investigations. It does not authorize the NSA to collect anything. In addition, we conclude that the program violates the Electronic Communications Privacy Act... The statute prohibits telephone companies from sharing customer records with the government except in response to specific enumerated circumstances which do not include Section 215 orders. Finally, we do not agree that the program can be considered statutorily authorized because this is interesting, because Congress twice delayed the expiration of Section 215 during the operation of the program without amending the statute. The reenactment doctrine under which Congress is presumed to have adopted settled administrative or judicial interpretations of a statute, does not trump the plain meaning of a law and cannot save an administrative or judicial interpretation that contradicts the statute itself. Yeah, no, these guys aren't qualified. 
Yeah, these guys are they're obvious idiots. <laughs> they have no idea what they're talking about. Hey, Peter King, have you tried reading this? It's a 256-page report. It's quite damning. Uh, uh, and of course, you can just read the back of a Jim Beam bottle. <laughs> um, but it, but some interesting things have happened. So first of all, uh, this is an, uh, to me an outrage that. Uh, the, the the president who touted this pri- privacy and civil liberties over oversight board as the blue ribbon panel who would be protecting our uh, privacy and civil liberties and our freedoms and our rights and whatever else uh, that they're dismissed as uh, just dismissed. Just you heard Jay Carney spokeshole. We just don't agree. Oh, okay. Shut up. Shut up, slave. Now, what is happening? We have Holder. Now, first, the president did an interview. A, well, it's not even an interview. He spoke with New Yorker magazine. I don't know if you had a chance to read this uh, interview, John. No. Hagiography, uh, hey, more or less. Um, but com- completely scripted from beginning to end. Uh, this includes the president saying marijuana is not more dangerous than alcohol. Uh, but it also opens the door for Edward Snowden to return. And my th- now, now you can see the setup coming to fruition. I believe he will come back. I believe he's going to be given a deal. Um, and Holder is signaling this, and uh, as are others. But let's listen to Holder first. This is the Attorney General, the highest man in uh, in law enforcement and judi- the judiciary in the United States. Now, also in the New Yorker interview, when the president was asked about potential deals or clemency for Edward Snowden, which is something some NSA officials have said should be on the table, he said it's not a yes-no issue. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that a deal of some kind uh, could still be possible for Mr. Snowden? Well, he's a, a person who will, is charged, will be charged with uh, a variety of crimes um, when he has um, legal representation, and if those lawyers want to talk about um, a resolution of the case, we would obviously engage in those in those conversations. But that means it's not, you haven't ruled it out. Uh, the notion of clemency, um, a, a simple, um, you know, no harm, no foul, um, I think that would be going too far. But uh, in the resolution of this matter, um, with an acceptance of responsibility, um, you know, the, we would always, you know, engage in those kinds of those kinds of conversations. An acceptance of responsibility. Well, 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 well. I'd say that's lawyer speak for we're open to a deal. No, there. This that whole commentary there was a deal commentary. He just he everything he said. He's not going to get a clemency, a pardon, or anything. No, no they can't. Nature. They can't do that. Um, no, they can't. But they could. They could do. So let's think about this for a second before we go on with this and decide and kind of predict what you know. First of all, Snowden's counter to this was, "I will not get a fair trial in the United States." Mm-hmm. So that's what he said in the interviews that somebody interviewed him. So mm-hmm. we have these interviews, dueling interviews. And by the way, he's now doing online chats with Jake Tapper of CNN. Uh, come on. I mean, all of a sudden, he's he's doing uh, uh, IMAs. He's, he's all over the place. He, there's yeah. a huge Snowden push right now. So we're working on this deal thing, which is exactly what's going on. They're going to do something. And he won't get a fair trial. So there has to be – so it's going to be a deal. And it's not so. There's not going to be a trial. We can we can just put that on the red book. As far as I'm concerned, there will be no trial. No. There will be a deal. 
Yes. And the de- deal will happen before he comes back and it will be all signed off and everything. So, cause he's paranoid, which he should be. Now, what will be the deal? That's what we should be able to figure out. Well, before we do that, uh, Mike Morell, uh, who now has a gig, by the way, this was the number two guy, uh, in the CIA. Oh, that guy. Yeah, he's yeah. you know he's on the on the other panel that made the recommendations, which were the shill. He's on the shill panel. Uh, he now works for CBS, by the way. Did you know this? Oh, that's nice. Yeah. How convenient. Uh, he works for CBS, and he gave us the. I think he's giving us part of the puzzle by slipping out why we need Snowden to come back. Well, we put the question to one of the people who know the most about the case, Mike Morell. Until last year, he was deputy director at the CIA. He also served on the president's task force on surveillance. Morell is now senior security contributor for CBS News. Ah, senior surveillance contributor for CBS News. Security, yes. There is no evidence um, of that, Scott. Um, my own thinking... Uh, the question is, um, is, uh, is he a spy? Is he a Russian spy? That is the question. But the answer, I think, leads us into why we have to bring him back, or what the reasoning will be. ...is that uh, what Ed Snowden did um, was uh, steal the material on his own, um, get out of the country on his own. Um, my questions about his work with uh, Chinese and Russian intelligence begin once he arrives in Hong Kong and then when he moved on to Moscow. What do we know about what happened in Hong Kong? Well, there were some, some, a couple of incidents uh, in Hong Kong um, that I really can't get into. Um, but those, those incidents really raised some questions about um, whether or not he had contact with Russian intelligence. Does U.S. intelligence have a good appraisal today of what Snowden took in its entirety? So we don't know um, what he took. We know what he had access to. Um, my understanding is that the government is still trying to put together uh, exactly what he walked away with. Um, I think about uh, it in three buckets. Um, one bucket is what he actually had on computers and hard drives that he showed up in Hong Kong with. Um, clearly, that information has been compromised. Um, the second bucket is what he has already turned over to Mr. Greenwald. And then um, I assume that there is also a third bucket of information that Ed Snowden still controls um, and is probably somewhere in the cloud. Um, Scott, one of my concerns is that um, if he uh, is accessing uh, that cloud in any way in Russia, uh, Russian intelligence is clearly watching him do that, and they only need to see him do it once to be able to do it themselves. Aha! We need to help him so he doesn't access the data in the cloud. All right, this opens up a whole bunch of possibilities. Speaketh. Well, one, of course, is that uh, that he is working for the CIA, and this is a CIA guy, and he's part of the pro- uh, program to get Snowden back as part of their deal yep. because Snowden is obviously an, a, 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 a Tatushki. Yes, a Tatushki. And he is over there, and there, it, there may or may not be something in the cloud. We had no – there's it, never but it's been irrelevant. any discussion. It doesn't even matter what's in the cloud. No, it might matter because it may be stuff that the CIA has purposely planted. Mm. Good. And Snowden will go out of his way not to access this, uh-huh. but he will, and so he'll make it look. He'll go through all kinds of things, and but the Russians will follow every 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 keystroke, and they'll get the they'll get it. Yes, yes, comrade, we have what Snowden had. Oh, oh, it is a, it is very interesting. And so the information could be a bunch of bogus stuff. I believe 
personally, based on the way this whole thing is coming, and we followed it as closely as anybody, I, I as far as I can tell. He grabbed a bunch of shit, put it on his laptop, ran off with it. The stuff that he thought was mostly PowerPoints, probably a probably a file that has the name PPT, and and he grabbed this stuff, and then he and according to everybody, he gave it all to uh, Greenwald, your buddy, and uh, Poitras, and he doesn't have anything else, and that's what he says. This other stuff is all fictional, mm-hmm. and uh, the three buckets. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, probably buckets. code for something, too. Uh, well, and, and Amazon- the cloud, there's no way Snowden's got anything in the cloud, but but part, as part of this scheme, bucket, it's possible. Bucket could refer to an Amazon S3 bucket, which is a storage bucket. Could be. Uh, which, uh, by the way, with the CIA has, you know, they use They're Amazon. They yeah, use they're... Amazon. Um. Well, we do know that Snowden was a CIA contractor before he was an NSA contractor. And he still carries ID. CIA ID. Yes. CIA ID. CIA ID. I think there's going to be a deal. He's going to come back. Uh, it will be a bonanza for the media because they love this. Ugh. Oh, my God. They're, they're creaming. All, in fact, they're calling the White House now. Yes. Bonanza for a number of speakers bureaus. Whoa. This guy will start at 50K. Oh, that's just for, that's just no for picking up the phone. Yeah, got no money? Yeah. Clinton gets, a what, a half a million, I think. I think Hillary gets No, I think uh, Clinton's 250. But, well, you, have, but, you, got, but you got to pay for the, the jet. Yeah, right. Well, this guy is going to have, this guy's going to make m- literally millions of dollars on the speakers right. uh, circuit. And it's all going to be disinformation because he's still working for the CIA. <clears throat> yeah, and and Mike Morell, I mean, what a... It doesn't seem like the typical career move to me to leave the agency after 33 years and... What's <laughs> it, 33 years? Yeah. Ugh. And to right away become a correspondent for CBS. That is not... I don't think that's the typical... You want to rest... You know, yeah. take write your book. No, he's still working. This is all part of yeah. his giant he, promotional scheme. This is very well done. Yeah, he has not. He has not left the agency really. So, what are they going to do? What do we think is going to happen? Well, I think that they're going to. There's going to be a deal. We need a. We need a catalyst for the deal. Someone has to be the hero. Someone has to make it happen. In this interview, um, or in Holder's interview, I don't have that clip. He said something interesting. He says, you know. Uh, when he ever gets representation, I'd be willing to talk. Right. We, you, you did have that clip. Oh, that was in there? Yeah. But we know that there's multiple people claiming to represent him, the least of which is the ACLU. So th- there's a lot of posturing. There's a lot of running around. We don't have the right players yet. Okay. We're going to hear. Here's another one for the Red Book. I'm not going to put if, it in. If he were alive, Robert Kardashian would have been the guy. That there's was- going to be a hot shot. Yes. Hot shot, hot shot, superstar attorney. That it, maybe, you know, even one of those guys from NYU or something, some guys who are professors, that are going to come in as a team because they're going to get lots of publicity for this. And they're going to be and they're all going to look great because they're going to be defending the Americans. And this is going to be a great sideshow. This could be ma- massively interesting. But the deal still has to be done because he's not going to go to trial. No, no, no. He, no, no. I totally I'm down with that. The problem now, of course, is. What are we going to do with uh, Bradley, nay, Chelsea Manning? Well, for one thing, this 
takes Manning off the under yeah, the paper. Yeah, damn, takes him away. Right. So Manning yeah. is going to eat crap on this deal. Manning yeah. done. Yeah. This has to be over with first, and this will chew up. Besides, the next six months, if they do the deal, which which I'm still trying to get your idea of what it would be, uh, if they do the that's another year. Because of all the media stuff, Manning is going to go way into the background, and Manning's actually more interesting. Yeah, I mean, I, the deal would just be—he's just got to come back, and he's got to surrender his stuff in the cloud. I mean, I, and and right, which is not needed anyway, because just to, to trick the Russians. And uh, and it and then what it does effectively is it puts the—it's kind of like OJ, had, you know. It, there it, has to be no, no, some it puts, punishment. It, no, no, it, no, I don't think so. It puts the uh, focus on Snowden and the trial and not on what's really going on. Well, there's not going to be a trial. No, but on the, the negotiations, and there'll be all kinds of... Be, it'll just be... Duh. Why wouldn't I maybe? think... Mm. I think he's got... This is a long shot, because I don't... I know he doesn't want to do any of this. I think they're going to give him a prison term that he will accept, mm-hmm. and I think it's going to be less than six months. Yeah, or it'll be time served in exile or some bull crap like if that. If they can say, yeah, like living, which is a, a very, this is actually very subtle, but if you say time served in exile, it is like a slight against the Russians saying it's like, you live in Russia, it's like being in prison. Mm. So it has like a nice message because we've got this, we like, we like these messages, and that's mm-hmm. a good one because, mm-hmm. you know, the Olympics and all. <laughs> and then how do we wrap up the the whole privacy, liberty, freedoms debate? We don't. We just we, now it becomes like a, a debate with the, him giving speeches. Right, and right, nothing right. changes. Oh, it's right, the same right, old, yeah, same, same old. old crap. Oh, good. Okay. Well, well I'm all in then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, they're not going to be anything improved. They're not going to stop grabbing all these phone records and the rest of it. It's a no. blackmailing operation. They don't stop. There's no reason no. to. Anyway, this is just fun. Uh, fun stuff. Yeah. How people don't love this show of ours is beyond me. New York uh, police chief charged with possessing child pornography. <laughs> That's always the way to go. Do you recall when the um, there were like 500 government computers in the was the Pentagon that all had oh, child porn child- on? Yeah. You know, I, I read an interesting, we well, I read an interesting theory about that, um, that uh, the reason why, because of course you never heard anything about it, the reason why that was there is because those are all Tor nodes. I think it was A. Nolan who, uh, who, who wrote about that. Yeah, because, you know, the if you look at how you can find out who's using Tor, you need the exit nodes. You just need a hell of a lot of nodes and you can start to track people when their packets exit out. Right, they but believe... Course, well. It's believed by the intelligence community uh, computer guys that if you have enough, uh, you own a bunch of nodes, yeah. uh, exit nodes, yeah. and, and you can watch and you, you're eyeballing somebody because you think they're doing something cr- crazy. And you just watch them and then you see their packets go in and then you try to, and a lot of packets are coming out every which way, but you look for identical packets coming out the other, uh, one of these nodes. And right. if you can identify it, then you got it. You got the guy. Exactly. And, um, and so the idea is that there's so many nodes in the Pentagon that you know they also <laughs> they have to have all this stuff on it, and they got to have desirable content on the other end, which includes oh, all this all this pedo bear crap. I think it, it's an interesting it's an interesting it's theory. Totally illegal by law. You, you, what they did, they should arrest every one of those people. And did you hear about uh, uh, Lamar Alexander's uh, assistant? No. Oh. 
Well, police are saying that they were called to the family residence this morning, and it was uh, evident that Mr. Loskern had taken his own life. This comes on the heels of early December, Tamron. Mr. Loskern was charged with child pornography, uh, both the uh, distribution of it on uh, the Internet and through the U.S. Now, this is the, uh, I guess, the right-hand man, like chief of staff of, of Lamar Alexander. And a month ago, he was charged with possession, intent to distribute, or distribution of child pornography. And now he suicided himself. But listen, this is, um, uh, what's the, who was the, used to be Chip's predecessor who died? Uh, Russert. This is, Russert. this is Tim Russert's kid. Uh, doing this report. Mail service. Uh, this came as a huge shock to a lot of folks in Washington because he was very well known. Uh, he was known as the chief of staff to Lamar Alexander, the Senate's number three. He was also known as being uh, one of the top Republican message men, and he had come up through the House representatives. He was also somebody, Tamron, from talking to folks uh, before I came on your show, who was very well liked by both sides. Uh, Democratic operatives thought he was a, a, a nice guy, a smart guy, a guy that enjoyed uh, being around. I saw him personally, a lot of Hill Happy Hours. Uh, always <laughs> seem to be... I, <laughs> we got to check out these Hill Happy Hours, John. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. There's probably a lot of Hill Happy Hill Hours. Happy Hours. Very pleasant, one of the nicer uh, aides you would meet. Hence why it was so shocking for a lot of folks uh, what he would... Not all. ...was charged with the severity of his crimes. And now this is just a really tragic, sad ending. I spoke to a close friend of his, Tamron, who told me, quote, in a town that is often heartless, cruel, and tragic, this sets a new standard from every angle uh, and I think that's very very true this morning Tamron I'm very curious about what's going on here I'm very suspicious of this <laughs> this is like uh, is House of Cards coming out with a new series yet because this is this would be yeah, a great preamble soon this would be a yeah, great this guy, House of Cards written all, all over it doesn't it I mean the first the guy this is a this is a top operative this is a top guy in DC yeah he's not gonna kill himself and I, and I have well, we know that when the you kitty porn thing is a planted thing, exactly, so exactly. easy. So what did he have? What is Lamar Alexander's? What is what is Lamar Alexander into that had to be silenced? I don't know. Maybe he's the good one collecting kitty porn. I doubt it. But mm -hmm. there's something else going, or, or the blackmail schemes. Who knows? We're never going to find out. This is one of those things. That's in, as soon as the story comes out, it's an immediate dead end. And it's unless there'll be a couple of ancillary people killed, you know, the loose ends, just in case, why take a chance? Some people that, you know, knew this guy are going to get killed, too. Yeah. Was he married? Did he have... Hmm. Or, or well, well the, I have another 40 seconds of the report, I wonder. Maybe. As you mentioned, he was arrested last month by U.S. postal agents, Luke, on suspicion of possessing and attempting to distribute child pornography. That's in, and in the video, you see uh, postal inspector. The jackets, the like the uh, like the police jackets, postal inspect. I know you don't see those too often uh, at a crime scene. He was waiting uh, for his trial to start on those charges. Have we heard from Senator Alexander's office yet? Senator Alexander's office just said it was an absolutely tragedy, a tragic story from beginning to end, a very short statement. Uh, he was supposed to go to trial. I believe the next hearing was around February 10th, Tamron. Uh, but this closes what is uh, surely going to be a sad chapter that will be talked a lot for a long time in Washington amongst a specific group of sort of reporters and uh, operatives. You know, listen to what the kid is saying. Reporters and operatives. A specific, it'll be talked about for a long time amongst a specific group. Hmm. Uh, play, mainly that, play that again. Play that end of that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. Oops. 
Yeah. Hearing was around February mm. 10th, Tamron. Uh, but this closes what is uh, surely going to be a sad chapter that'll be talked a lot for a long time in Washington amongst a specific group of sort of reporters and mm. uh, operatives, uh, mainly because of just how shocking uh, and out of nowhere it all came. Right. I mean, just think the arrest happened on December 10th, a little over about a month later, and now uh, Mr. Laskern is uh, is dead. Yeah, it's so annoying right before the trial. Ah, I hate it when that happens. This is Interesting. One of, yeah, this is one of those uh, two to the heads that we, we've got to figure out. But Lamar, yeah, well, I don't think it's possible. What was they're, the? Uh, they're, what was these the, guys are going to they, look? They look. They get all the phone records from everybody. They know exactly <laughs> what's going on. They know everyone he's talked to. They probably have his conversations. They know, and those people are going to be killed. <laughs> yeah. Anyone yeah. who knows anything about whatever it is, it could have been, you know, the guy's got toe fungus. We don't know what his hangups are. Whatever the case is, they're all going to. There's. They're, you won't even be able to extract this from any sort of deconstruction until years from now when when Alexander's arrested. Wasn't there some controversy around Alexander at some point? Wasn't there something weird with him? Besides just, the Star Trek deck? No, no, that's that's Kaiser yeah, Alexander. Yeah, there was something. Uh, that's Kaiser Alexander, not oh, Lamar. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm mixing, mix, mixing up my Alexanders. Yeah, mm, Lamar. Wasn't there, was there some gay thing with him, or am I mistaken? Well, Lamar Alexander, let me see. I'm... Um, this uh, his wiki page. Just is, take a look. His okay. wiki page is huge. I don't have time to parse it all right now, but uh, maybe the chat room remembers what there was. Something was going on with him. I really, I really don't remember what it was. But hey, you're all. I mean, he's been around for a long time, very long time. Oh yeah, this guy. Yeah, right. He took like stuff. He's seventy three. Hmm. He was in the, the Secretary of Education for a while. What? Some of this is confusing. Yeah, this is one of those wiki pages that's just no good. Okay. Well, well, you, you know what? No sense. No sense wasting time on it. It's an Eagle Scout. <laughs> hey, the BBC had an interesting take on um, on problems with the... This guy, hold on a second. Is an Eagle Scout a Phi Beta Kappa from Vanderbilt? This yeah. guy's no slouch. No. No. He married Leslie Honey Bueller. Well, that's a typical Tennessee name. Bueller? She's from Texas. Oh, well, oh, well the f- first part of that is a very typical Tennessee honey. Can I move on? Are it you... may not even be related to Lamar Alexander. Oh, interesting. Could be something else, huh? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. In uh, Gitmo Nation East, the BBC, uh, this report was sent to me by one of our producers over there. One of the most bizarre statements I've ever heard. If it would play. There are more criminals in prison. And one theory, still a theory, after lead was removed from petrol, researchers noticed crime fell. Perhaps because of the effect of exhaust fumes on the brain. Tom Simons, BBC (laughs) News. Hmm. We actually played a similar clip to this about two years ago. Oh, really? Yeah, it's an old, old clip. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, an old, it's not an old clip. It's an old, old theory. It's an old story. Old story. Yeah. Hmm. Somebody wrote a book about it, and they had all these uh, stats. Hmm. The stats look good, but 
crime is a cyclical thing anyway. Mm. I want to talk a little bit about Sochi. Yes, let me ask you a question about that. Do you have Olympic fever? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I have Olympic fever. I really do. Well, you have a fever, but it's not from the Olympics. No, no, I have have Olympic fever. I'm ready for Sochi. So let's play a couple of clips of what we're doing, what the American government, I believe, and its public relations agency irked about the fact that we didn't get these Olympics and we didn't get the next Olympics and Russia got the Olympics. Uh, What we're doing to keep the to hurt sales. So start with the local report on the Olympics. Okey-dokey. Defense Secretary Chuck Hagel is promising America's Olympians that the U.S. is ready to rescue them if there's a crisis <laughs> in Sochi. <laughs> Russian authorities have not requested help in securing the games just days away, but Hagel said yesterday the U.S. has made arrangements to extract citizens if necessary. The U.S. team has been warned not to wear red, white, and blue outside competition venues. The team and at least five others have received terrorists threat because you might look like you're from uh france uh or from the russia. netherlands or from russia or yeah russia's what, red white and blue france what is, is red, that white, blue. what is that yeah really everybody's red white and blue if someone said don't wear stars and stripes okay but no yeah, don't wear different. red white and blue all right so then i thought oh that's ridiculous but then i saw the long form of this kind of scare report which had a plug in it for some company that does this it's kind of a Blackwater clone. Oh. And we, by the way, in the next show, we have to talk about Blackwater guy, the Blackwater guy, yeah. Prince, yeah. now working for the Chinese. Yeah, we'll for do the that China. on Thursday. Yeah. Most daily threats of the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics are heightening fears that terrorism could mar the games. Concern is so great that some athletes are actually hiring private security companies. Our cameras were allowed inside one high-tech aircraft ready to rescue Team USA. It's the fleet of medical aircraft on standby if terrorists attack Team USA in Sochi. Here's Lisa Guerrero. In the event terrorists strike, an elite crisis team made up of paramedics and former Navy SEALs is ready to sweep into action using a fleet of planes like this one in order to evacuate Americans. The high-profile U.S. ski and snowboard teams, which include the Flying Tomato snowboarder Sean White, five-time Olympic skier Bodie Miller, and rising young stars like these, have hired the crisis response firm Global Rescue to make the extraordinary preparations. CEO Dan Richards gave us a tour of the fleet, which could airlift 375 athletes, staff, and other Americans out of Russia. How quickly can you mobilize all of your aircraft and your personnel if something were to happen at the Olympics? We mobilize and and begin work immediately. Inside the planes, a flying ICU with state-of-the-art medical equipment. This has got all of the equipment that you would need in order to sustain life. This is the high-tech command center in Boston where the rescue effort would be coordinated. And who better to lead the effort than ex-Navy SEALs? A number of our personnel are military veterans. They have been deployed uh, to combat zones, uh, Iraq, Afghanistan, other parts of Africa and the Middle East. Concerns over the safety of our athletes are at a fever pitch, coming on the heels of suicide bombings and terror threats. Authorities are looking for three alleged female suicide bombers. I would not go. Uh, uh, and I don't think I would uh, send my family. Russian President Vladimir Putin has committed 63,000 police and anti-terror personnel and promises the Olympics will go off without a hitch. Americans aren't so sure. Any spectators that are attending the games should go in with their eyes wide open and understand that the possibility certainly exists that something is going to happen. <laughs> Great package.
Wow. Great package. What a crock. This is Team America. America. Fuck yeah. Here to see it. Motherfucking day. Yeah. The B-roll. The day when they talk about the seals, they yeah. show a chopper with a bunch of seals coming down repelling, ropes. Repelling down the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And it's like, where are these planes supposed to land in Sochi to pick up? Are they going to land in the in the stadium? No, no they got, uh, they've got the, the tilt rotor. You know, they're going to find the Osprey. We'll save, we'll save him. Come on, man. This is total. This is promotion. Uh, it's just uh, annoying. Uh, I got the fever, though. I'm good for it. I'm, I'm, say that. I do. I have the fever. Want, I'm, I'm ready to watch. Watch what? The Sochi Olympics. I'm excited. What? What is it? That, I've always thought Winter Olympics were boring. You got this, no, the, no, no, no. Skiers, I like those guys. No, we got the 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 ski jumping. We got the bobsled. We got a uh, figure skating. Uh, I I love me some figure skating. Well, you know, it's always somebody crying. You know, it's just sad. It's a sad sport. Before you got the apple tea thing, I got to do one thing. <laughs> I know that you don't like this. I'm trying to make it a, a oh, positive. Oh no, statement. I don't have a jingle for it. But let me guess: is it guess that movie time again? Yes. All right. Do I play the clip? Uh, yeah. But for the thing, you got to. There's lots of clues in this one. You should be able to get it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Doctor Mafone. Let's celebrate. Cheers. <laughs> The Titanosaurus controller is ready. As financier of this vast undertaking, I must say I'm extremely happy. Good, good. I'm indebted to you for believing my theory. I cannot thank you enough. (laughs) Cheers, Doctor. Thank you, thank you. Father, a man from Interpol came. What's that? Interpol? They asked to see you. They wanted to know about dinosaurs. (laughs) They've arrived 15 years too late to ask me about that. (laughs) I told them then I'd make them sorry. Now my theory has proved to be correct. I'll take revenge on them all, on those fools who thought I was crazy and forced me to resign. Okay. No brainer. It's either octopusy, (laughs) octopusy, or it's not octopusy. That was my first. See, this is that. Now, see, you're not taking this segment seriously. I am. I'm. I'm No, I don't know this movie, so I'm just trying to go by what I heard. I thought I heard someone say Bond in there, so that's why I thought it was a James Bond movie. I thought it was. Um, Godzilla. Well, no, it's a it's a pre it's a Godzilla movie called The Terror of of Mecha Godzilla. The yeah. guy has made a mechanical Godzilla, 
to prove everybody else wrong, and it just starts to wreck the city, and then Godzilla itself comes up and saves the day as usual. Uh, infringes uh, substantially on personal privacy. The president tried to address this uh, last Friday uh, and said that in a short period of time he wants recommendations, but I, I think at this point we should uh, seriously consider uh, not Congresswoman, let me interrupt you just for a moment. We've got some breaking news out of Miami. Stand by, if you will. Right now in Miami, Justin Bieber has been arrested on a number of charges. The judge is reading the charges. Yeah, that's what the mainstream is doing for you, ladies and gentlemen. They're, yeah. they're breaking news. Breaking news. Justin Bieber. And meanwhile, we've been reading... Uh, the government documents. Yeah, the privacy Designed and civil liberties. Designed to screw you, the public. That's right. Of course, we also threw in some segment about guessing a movie. I'm telling you, this is going to be big. You just you got to trust me on this. I'm I'm trusting you. I'm going with the flow. But maybe do something from this century so I can guess what it is. Do you have some sensitive movies? Oh, you want some girl on girls? <laughs> no, no, I like sensitive movies. Love okay, I, I, I'll, I'm going to go out of my way okay. to find a sense. A love movie. story. I know the love stories. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, everybody. Yes, we will be talking about the Chiners on uh, Thursday and uh, whatever else comes our way. We keep our eye open for more possible uh, examples of a six-week cycle. Until then, Dvorak.org slash NA. Your newsletter will contain our white paper coming to you from FEMA Region 6 in Austin, Texas in the morning, everybody. My name is Adam Curry. And from FEMA Region 9, also Northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We'll be back on Thursday right here on No Agenda. The best podcast in the universe. Dot org slash N-A